0: yo how are you doing folks welcome to episode 15 of the simple life podcast with me simper and as always i am joined by mr Macker. how are you this fine day sir
1: i'm doing very well i'll leave it at that i was going to interrupt you and, and, and fuck it up on purpose but you know leave it at that uh, i'm doing very well thanks very much this should be very interesting again and uh, we've got an awful lot of common ground to talk about today i think so
0: yeah yeah I'm the, the commonality between you and our guest today I think it's quite interesting um obviously he's a social scientist he's a member of the Green Party drug policy action group a musician and a newly qualified geography teacher so I yeah see a lot of parallels to you and him Mike so it'll be very interested to see the conversation uh, that comes forth from this no pressure so without, without without further ado I'll we'll throw you over to our guest today Mr Jules Levy
2: hi there oh, it's great to be here uh Simpa, great to meet you too Maca. so is that you're a geography teacher as well are
1: you no I, no, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> formerly I was a music teacher okay uh, cool yeah so I worked in schools and stuff like that so uh, okay go ahead you you've just qualified as a music teacher I oh, sorry as a, now, as a geography yeah, as, teacher ah. as a geography
2: teacher yeah so uh, yeah I, I just I was working at IKEA and I was getting pretty like depressed working at IKEA. You know, I'd come out of my master's degree and there was nothing I uh, you know, I, I ended up cooking, cooking as a job for like, you know, no paying hour pretty much. Yeah. And so and I uh, up came the opportunity to um, train as a geography teacher. So I thought I'd give it a crack, really. Um it was strange when you get when you when when we when I was in the first sort of meetings with the other trainee teachers, it's all like, well, why do you want to be a teacher? Why and, you know, I, I, I felt embarrassed almost because it's not something that a lot of them were like, this is a vocation I've always wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. And, and I just, I couldn't say I just had to get out of IKEA, <laughs> 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 yeah. you know, uh, and, this is, and yeah. this is my way out. Yeah, well, listen,
1: <laughs> but- I mean, that's just why I considered it as well myself. I mean, I was working in a pub, exactly the same situation. I think it was getting I had to do like between 48 and 60 hour a week. And I was getting like six pounds an hour living in London. And it was a trap. It was a complete trap. I couldn't get out of it It, because, you know, all the hours were awkward and everything working in the evening time. So you'd be absolutely fucking wrecked, you know, so you'd have to make make some sort of transition into it. Um, funnily enough, and I'll I'll just I'll just mention this briefly. So I I actually applied for a, a PGCE. I was going to do a full on teaching position. And ended up getting myself kicked out of the course. Oh no! <laughs> uh, because I had a, I I had a one tier lower than the the standardised qualification to get in. But it, right, because okay. I because I'm Irish, there was it was a small bit of confusion with that. So they thought that. Instead of bouncing me back on, the, on at the start of the process, they thought it was oh it's equivalent so it's grand it will be the whole lot and then I asked the fucking question about six months into the bastard program I had, I, pa- <laughs> I had passed all the fucking I had passed all you know oh, all the really intensive like group sessions and whatever I was smashing it out man I was pure like beaming and uh, I was just like oh by the way yeah um do I have the correct kind of qualification for this and they were like. Uh no, you have to leave. I was like
2: What <laughs> the fuck? That's horrendous.
1: Yeah, it wasn't the first time that, that happened, but this isn't the Macca show and you're not interviewing me. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean to be to be fair, working at IKEA for as a corporation goes, I mean I I'm always I always skit around thirty hour weeks and try and survive on, you know, like you know, just to try and keep other interests and other things alive. And and it was all right. I mean I worked with some nice people, but yeah, it was I had to get out of there and to be honest because because the grant the year i did my training last year was really good I was, I was a little bit like they haven't googled me have they they don't know that <laughs> i was really worried you know i was I, I contacted a few people who i'd had a blog post and i was like you need to make my name my my pseudonym and change it And mm. and i talked to my course leader and i was like can someone google me i don't want to suddenly be bitten on the ass six months down the line and be told i can't be a teacher because of my association to cannabis. Mm. And they no, they were cool. They Googled it. They were like, it all looks quite academic. Um, I've always been careful to 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 uh, I've got a couple of pseudonyms knocking about, yeah. you know, I've got a YouTube channel from like 10 years ago that was getting quite popular under a different name. I'm not gonna say it here, but I'll, <laughs> I'll share it with you, yeah.
1: I'll tell you what, um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, just to jump in again, uh, it's like so as it was leaving. <clears throat> So I ended up being a music teacher. So I did that privately, and then I got worked in with the school. So I didn't need a. I had my music qualification, so I didn't need anything, okay. any, anything else. So I was like a, a, a what? It? Not external. I suppose it was an external thing. And um, anyway, I had a massive rapport with the kids and, and whatnot, and I did love it. But the the whole <laughs> yeah. the whole architecture of it made me absolutely fucking paranoid. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. To a point where, as I was leaving the on the final week. Uh, I I jumped in to do a small bit of IT support just on a whim because they, they didn't have any um, didn't have anybody extra and I was familiar with computers and whatnot right so uh, as I was in there I was chatting away and a couple of the kids in the corner were were laughing right they had found me through my pseudonyms they did yeah like, really yeah they they found me and I was like oh my god what the fuck See, I've,
2: I've had a t- <laughs> I've had a couple of moments where I don't know if it's just them being kids. Like, so I do Kahoot, for instance. Kahoot's an online quiz that you can do mm-hmm. for kids. So they get their phones out and they can join in and they can oh, read. Really, okay. So a couple of the <laughs> names have been dodgy. And I'm like, nah, nah. You're not having that name. You know, mm-hmm. Zoom Smoke. Mm-hmm. Zoom smoke. <laughs> 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 yeah, And, and I've, I've caught a kid in the class with a bit of paper looking like he's rolling a joint. And I'm just like, nah. Oof. we're not we're not having that in here but you know it's i don't know if that's a coincidence but i tell you the, the you know that's the beauty of um the beauty of cbd to be honest is yeah um, and i was very i was i was very skeptical of cbd when it when when the when it all when you know when it's all started a couple of years ago suddenly cbd cbd i was you know i was pretty yeah. like militant like nah this isn't, this isn't good. And, mm. I, and I, I still, I still, I'm not a big fan of isolating one cannabinoid and marketing that course. It's like, I think we all know that, you know, mm. that's just not. But at the same time, I noticed it when I was working at IKEA, suddenly I could talk to people about cannabis. And suddenly people weren't like, uh, through the channel of CBD, mm-hmm. suddenly people are like beginning, I could suddenly have these conversations with people rather than people shutting it down. Or mm-hmm. And even in the staff room, I can say someone was, a, a woman was talking the other day and she was like, I've got restless leg syndrome. And and I saw her in the corridor a couple of uh, days later, I was like, I'm gonna try CBD for that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, okay. So um, yeah, so just when we talk about fear of, Of the law and how persuasive it is in people's everyday lives to even just talk about it Um, it's really been acute to me over the last few years that i mean i think i've always known that but it's not until the fact that then you bring up cbd and it opens up this whole other conversation but anyway well yeah
0: it's it's quite a i suppose it's socially acceptable now it's sanitized to a certain degree it doesn't Doesn't yeah. come with all the ickiness that the yeah. THC does because it kind of consequently yeah. of the market the marketing of CBD. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. It's, oh it's yeah, it's arisen because of that, which is again why your
2: scepticism. It's, it's soma, isn't it? It's, it's. Um, mm. I don't know if you you've read yeah. Brave New World. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah big, yeah, so big it's, I mean, I, I I've done. I think I've done about sixty milligrams of of CBDs, the biggest dose I've had, and I was properly um, I was like I was on Valium. -hmm. My partner at the time was like, We went out, I think we went out dancing in uh, Bristol, and she was like, Where were you all night? Like, Mm -hmm. as in, you know, because I was just like, Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I I had a good night, but (laughs) I was like, So I still don't think people understand that
0: that particular cannabinoid anyway. Um, no, they don't. Well, it's because they've, it Mark. they've marketed it as non-psychoactive because it's not psychoactive in the same way as THC is. We know it's psychoactive by the yeah. nature and the definition of what a psychoactive compound is. Definitely. We also know that it affects other neural uh, uh, minor neurological pathways. Yeah. It Affects serotonin and dopamine production, where, where, you know what I mean? Because of the way it regulates the endocannabinoid system. So it, it branches in so many other ways. Yeah, as you yeah. said, at a higher dose, yeah, like yeah. there's this thing in the US now of recreational CBD that's sort of forming. Yeah, putting yeah. Big flashy colors, and it is, it's sedation. Yeah, yeah. Because at a high point, it's one of the first uh, papers, I, academic papers I ever remember reading on this in about 2016. The, the terminology they use, and it will always stick with me because of why they didn't say what they said. They described it as a high dose, a sleep-inducing agent. Oh, wow, okay. Sleep-inducing agent, because they couldn't put any further wording towards what it actually is, which is a sedative, Yeah. yeah. without then a sedative, a, a, a psychoactive. They, they have physiological effects on the body. They're... Course they do, uh, yeah.
2: So there is then they're gonna just going to change your whole emotional, it's going to change your emotions for the day. It's going to then that's you know. It's, it's and it, uh, yeah, of mm. course, it's of course, it's psychotic. So yeah, and, and I mean... it's not sorry.
0: Yeah, all I was going to say is that, yeah, the. the... Because of the narrow marketing of it, partly because of the limitations of regulation and the ability of certain organisations to circumnavigate them, yeah. the packaging doesn't make sense. The the, no. the 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 breakdown of how you actually enjoy, uh, consume <clears throat> the cannabinoids doesn't make sense. No, and no, the percentages no. of whatever else. The we're still not using in the most products cannabis-derived terpenes. We're using food-grade yeah. terpenes, which shouldn't be volatized. They shouldn't be combusted. Like right, okay. heated. Do you know yeah, what I mean? There's some that we know that have uh, detrimental effects. I mean, there was a study that came out straight after the launch of Epidilex that suggested the artificial strawberry flavoring they were using and that to make it kid friendly, um has it is a, a, a neurological uh Oh, it degrades something neurological i can't remember what it is off the top of my head but there's a big furore about it at the same time they were saying that it's only effective for a few weeks wow, okay. it's strain specific or rather it's like compound specific yeah yeah, whereas yeah. to avoid sort of tolerance with various medical products you need to be able to take uh, various cultivars various uh, spectrum profiles so that your system doesn't adapt to it, or then you don't then stop producing a certain amount of endogenous cannabinoid because you're getting the exogenous amount. You need to keep it's almost like shadow, Such a com- shadow boxing yeah. with it, innit?
2: Yeah, it yeah, on. yeah. Such a complex system, isn't it? I mean, it's just still still I was still amazed that 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 the endo endocannabinoid system is so um n- not a thing. Yeah. No, it's not like like your nervous system, you know. It's like I, I mean I I I like you guys and like probably a lot of the guests you have on i mean i i i think i think i'm regulating all sorts of all sorts of things when i and i use um cannabis mm. cbd and other cannabis i mean i, I have a I, you know i figure when it comes to being a teacher um if a kid said to me anything i'd be yeah i've got, i'm in a relationship with cannabis mm. um you know i'd be honest i, I still don't think that um i still don't think that any as a parent i mean i'm thinking about how my kids my kids now so i'm a parent i got three three uh kids 21 23 and 25 okay so i never hid my uh relationship with cannabis with them um and i kind of was very honest with them once i felt they were at an age, to be honest, and I was mainly honest because I, I didn't want their dad to get nicked. So I was very much like, you know, this isn't A, something you can show off about. It's not, you can't tell your friends that we can't be the parents that, you know, mm. as it was by the time they were 16. Yeah, our, our family home did become safe spaces for um for, for teenagers to come and, you know, mm. experiment. I think that's very important. I think we, you know, you know, my ultimate aim being a teacher is I'd like to one day uh, to, to actually go into to be the teacher in school who educates kids about drug use. I mean, that yeah. would be ideal, um, because yeah. I think that we need to be honest with them. Mm. We need to yeah. talk about the pleasures of drug use, that pleasure's OK. I think we've got some, some weird thing in this country around pleasure. OK, yeah. we, we, we see that in all walks of life. I mean... Just got to look at the carry-on films to know how neurotic we are when it comes to pleasure <laughs> yeah um but, but drug use is there i mean it, it, you know mm-hmm. it's all right to pleasure's all right and i think mm-hmm. telling kids that it, this is just bad is, is you know it's, it's terrible it's, it's it's not it's not keeping our kids safe at all um, it's it's setting them up to fail in the largest. It's setting them up to fail because
0: you lie about a bit a bit of exactly. weed. Exactly, like they go they go smoke a joint with three of other mates. Like this was fucking amazing. I didn't die. Nothing terrible yeah. happened. And then somebody else offers them something else, so they have to procure their cannabis yeah. from yeah. a dealer yeah. that sells other things. And all of yeah. a sudden, they're trying amphetamine, they're trying exactly. whatever else, and, exactly. they're, and they're going, "Well, this one of these will kill me, but I took one of them and it didn't. So what happens if I inject this?" And they're lying about that, and you you lose all credibility yeah. if you lie about drugs. As an authority figure, you lose all credibility in every other facet of life. They're not going to listen to you for advice and exactly. harm reduction in relationships, and in, in sexual no, interactions, no. Exactly. In driving. Exactly. They'll take they'll not take you seriously in the yeah. slightest. Look, are you square? You don't know shit. You know what I mean? And the rebel,
2: and then and then you end up with with the society we're living in. You know, yeah. where where there's no there's no we got we meant to be we got to nurture the next generation. You know, nurturance, the, the root of nurturance is honesty and truth and you know harm reduction yeah i mean we, we could you, uh, there's pleasures but there's also you know dangers involved and mm-hmm. and i mean i i took i took uh my first hit of lsd when i was 15 i i sort of i sort of talked to my kids and said you probably want to wait longer before you start messing around with psych. i mean i have no regrets but yeah i probably wouldn't advise I, i'd probably always advise against too much um dabbling with the developing brain, but that's the same with eating sugar or drinking alcohol Mm. or playing computer games (laughs) (laughs) 16 hours a
0: day, you know? Or indoctrination into an education paradigm that doesn't serve the child, but serves the state. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. The lack
1: lack (laughs) of context, contextuality as well. Contextuality, is that a word? Fuck it, I'm going with it.
2: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) no, yeah. (laughs) lack of context when talking about jobs. Yeah, for sure.
1: Do you know what I mean? Definitely.
2: um, but I was coming back. So my kids now are all uh, are all have very functional relationships with drugs because of our parenting. Because we were honest, because we were open, because we provided safe spaces, which is sometimes a bit of a nightmare as a parent providing a space, safe space for teenagers to experiment. But yeah. it's either that or they're out in the cold doing it. Yeah, I, yeah I, who, exactly. Who better? They're going to do it anyway.
0: Who better
1: than a teacher? Or, you know, well, or, or, no, no, but you were. I wasn't a teacher that, at the time. You weren't, but, yeah. but you were of that mindset, is my point, yeah. right? Yeah. You know that kind yeah, of yeah. way. So whether or not you're yeah, a yeah. fucking piece but, of paper that says you right nah, were, is a fucking but, nonsense to but, but, but
0: it's also a lived experience. So yeah. those kids now, if if any point in the future, you, you're saying they're all in their early to mid twenties, at yeah. any point in the future they struggle with the dependency to anything, yeah, they know you will have their back. Oh, you're, not gonna de- you're not going to demonize them and force them a rock bottom and go, <laughs> well, right. "I'm not going to help you. You've done this to yourself." No, you know oh, what God, I mean? No. So, so that, so that in itself, the security of that, yeah, is going to prevent them from having that dependency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dependency right. typically comes around when somebody finds, like I did, that drugs work, but all of the health workers, all of the educators, all of the parents, and, and other everyone else around me is saying that you're horrible for doing this. Right. That's yeah. Ruining yeah, yeah. your life, and then you, I sit alone, having had these wonderful entheogenic experiences. Going, I've managed to see the trauma of my youth and and heal and experience things. And you're telling me I'm bad for that, and I should I, I should be locked in a box? Yeah, you no. fucking mental. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. It's it's we we until we until we start like, uh, telling the kids the truth about all sorts of things. Then I you know I don't know. So, I, I mean, uh, sorry,
1: I've got a question for you, and it yeah. might be might be a pretty difficult one, but <clears throat> yeah, sure. Feel free not to answer it. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll give you that out because I don't know what I would say in this situation if I was still a teacher. Um, so, having worked in quite a few schools uh, because of of um, being a, a a private or external music teacher, I didn't like stick to one really. And but every single one that I had to that I had to that I worked in had religion entrenched in its foundation, absolutely rock fucking solid within the oh, yeah. whole mindset of of the teaching ethos. Yeah. And that was quite problematic for me, being Irish and having it fucking force fed down my throat for quite a, quite a long time. But
2: yeah,
1: I mean, how how do you see getting around that obstacle? Because here's the thing, an awful lot of that um, what I would say, historic experience that I would have with 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 um, <clears throat> religion, especially with, within schools and whatnot, is that it's a it's a con- you have to conform to this model, and any sort of drug consumption is an absolute fucking no no. Do you know what I mean? It's demon shit. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. You know um, I
1: mean? It's a big obstacle, I think.
2: Yeah. So, well, a this is my first teaching job. And um, Probably be my last after I've done this. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, not. you have an out. You have a, a legitimate <laughs> um, out. You do not you know how know. to talk about this. You, you know, know what? I'm just. I just. Uh, I just. I, I'm. 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 I'm gonna be like 40. What am I gonna be this year? Is it 21? So. So I'm gonna be 48 this year. Yeah, and I'm getting to the point now where I'm just. I'm weary. I'm weary of just like, of of. Of having to like, uh, I mean, I'm not going to then go the opposite extreme and like necessarily be explicit, but I am weary of having to worry, you know, about about this. Um, And and I figure that I'd make such a racket if, like, if ever I was either something happened at school, or you know, I I I, I've got to a stage now where the authorities, and if they're listening, just just bring it on, because I'll I will make. You know, such a noise. I know there's so many people in my life who have vouched for me that yeah. I just I can't be asked anymore. Coming back to your question about religion, so the school I work at is quite secular, really. Although, the, although there's a lot of Christianity um, in the in the little town. It's historically got. Um, uh, like real it's got a real christian yeah yeah uh, feeling to in, it yeah feeling to it and history to it and it's the first i think uh yeah i won't know, i won't say what the school is no no, no. but yeah. um but uh actually the re department because i've taught a bit of re and actually they're all right and the the scheme of work they've been using for like uh what's it called like not a uh, pdp of uh, Professional development and mm. uh, has been quite good, but yeah, there there is still an underlying so thing of Christianity. I mean, I taught a lesson to make it balanced. They talk about um, did a lesson about morality that's not based in you know. So I think I think Stephen Fry was probably used in one of the clips. For, uh, mm. So talking about morality or, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the word morality. I prefer the term um, ethics. Things are ethical. Something's ethical, you know, something has ethics to it. Morality, I think, is too divisive. I mean, what is moral? And it's, it's,
0: it, um, um, I have to interject a second, I feel to me personally, moral from moralizing is then is, is a judgment. Yeah. Where I think ethical is yeah. a standpoint, I can stand on my ethics, but I don't yeah. have to inflict them on you. Whereas my morality, I have to save you. You're wrong, well, you're, I mean, you're damned. It's inherently moderating, yeah. isn't it? It's, yeah. Do uh, I mean? And
2: ethics can mean, like, okay, ethics can be very simply put down to, you know, I'm not going to. You know, I'm not gonna do anything that's gonna cause misery to anyone, or at least go go about my life trying not to do anything that causes misery to anyone. I'm gonna try and like leave as little shit on the planet. Hopefully, leave a little less shit than than when I was here, even if it's a fucking minuscule <laughs> amount of less shit. So this 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 is an ethical life, but yeah, moralizing it's too many it, sex and drugs. People's um, standpoint on. On, on those two um mm. taboos that are still you know big taboos in our society about honest honest conversations um yeah there's too much there's moralizing and morals and yeah so your question i haven't really had to
1: it doesn't matter it doesn't it, it. i appreciate it i actually thinking about it now it was a very cruel fucking question to ask you in the first yeah, you see i,
2: I wasn't born up i wasn't brought, <laughs> I, I was brought up with uh capitalism as my religion Oi, hey yeah, so that was force fed i'd say was it Oh yeah, I mean, my dad. My dad was a Jew, but he pretty much. Um, oh right. Re- he he kind of rejected Judaism, for, like, Thatcherism, I suppose. I mean. So, Neoliberalism. Yeah, I suppose he was. He was right there at the start of UKIP. So as a as a Jew, I used to, as a teenager, I used to say to him, "How how how is this? What's, what what is this?" So he's a Scot as well, and a Scottish Jew, and he was big into. I don't know if you remember, Kilroy Silk was the geezer who started UKIP. Oh yes, yeah. I know name. the
0: name, but I think that's before me on my time. <laughs> what
2: a name! Oh, mate. Fucking anyway. So yeah, so I wasn't really brought up with religion. So I, I've, when I was a teenager, I suppose I was when I was doing when I was getting involved with psychedelics. Yeah, my my um. So I've totally digressed and gone it's off. Fine. To, keep going, keep going. But yeah, so I, I became a very um, fluffy-headed uh, psychedelic uh journeyer yeah mm. so i became very like you know uh, if someone could easily have, uh, have taught me into joining a cult probably <laughs> as a teenager because i was so like looking and so like yeah. open and looking yeah. for answers this you know um but yeah i've got over there now <laughs> yeah, But, but <laughs> I'm, think, I'm joking <laughs> that it sounds harsh i don't mean but,
0: that. i think that's not a susceptibility of youth i think that no no you're right into it the gusto of youth but if you look at say the weaponization of LSD by uh, Charles Manson on the Manson, in yeah, yeah. the programming. Look at the twenty-three years of experiments with Sandoz and the CIA. You know, there's an extensive yeah, history yeah. on on the, this kind of um, activity. So we know the kind of consequences and effect of this, and ultimately yeah, yeah. This is why LSD still carries. The worst prison sentence in this country. You can get 25 to life for production and distribution of LSD in this country in the the 21st century. It's not not because, yeah, it's not because of the overdose rate or anything like that. It's not because of permanent induced psychosis or persistent hallucination disorder. I I butchered that disorder, but it's not because of any of those things, in my opinion. It's because of the deprogramming, the within one evening session, you strip the veil of everything you've been taught. the, The the monoliths of religion, of capitalism. Of, of, of this very structure of society suddenly falls apart against instinct, emotion, yeah, and, yeah. and knowledge. You intrinsically have this connection to everything that has been and everything that will be, and you you can kind of see this and you can change. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've seen racist, bigoted, hateful men turn into cuddly, beautiful people that have gone off and yeah, like, yeah. give their lives volunteering. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Just off one experience, they've gone wow. you know, such profound...
2: Yeah, you know, I know. It's, yeah. Yeah, psychics, psychedelic, psychedelics are profound. I mean, they're, they're just, I mean... Uh, they're, also,
0: they're also dangerous. They're also dangerous,
2: and they're also... I, I, what I find fascinating I is people who have psychedelic experiences and it doesn't seem to do that. It, it just inflates. I've seen people whose egos seem to have been inflated by the... Um, well, well Ch- Charles Manson,
0: yeah. classic, wait, 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 classic with the, example. The, well, look at what we're seeing at the minute with... Um the coalition between conspiratorial right-wing ideology and spiritualism do you know what I mean yeah. so there's a lot of people doing yoga and meditating yeah that are like send the darkies back do you know right. what I mean there's, there's, no but there that's... is it's a growing community and it's mm. quite scary well, that's that's shadow
2: stuff isn't it but, yeah, that's but, a... but,
0: but they're using they're using psychedelics in the wrong settings yeah of course so they're doing it around ideas and they're discussing concepts and they're leading themselves into a new restricted framework of thinking yeah, yeah. rather yeah, than yeah. Tru- truly taking themselves to a point of, frankly, as I would say, vulnerability with, yeah, yeah. with an entheogenic substance, because that's what it is. Accepting yeah. your reality, accepting the experience, and then yeah, doing yeah. the hard integration work of understanding what the fuck that means and how that's relevant to your life, because it's all relevant. The which is, all, which is ongoing.
2: In, in great, integration work's ongoing. There's never, there, there's no arrival. Yeah. I mean... That, yeah, it's it's constantly ongoing for sure. Um, yeah,
1: it's just an interesting bit there. I'm wondering, do we just have two very simple, um, sort of thought processes here? And I'm wondering if we're given um, the, the people who who, what am I trying to say? People who who put like uh, of authority that that want to fucking restrict this. I'm wondering, at I'm like. I can just see somebody of that disposition, right, in a room watching somebody like the start of Pineapple Express. I don't know if you've seen the start of Pineapple Express, <laughs> oh, from, yeah. right? So there's a guy on the other side of that window watching what's happening after yeah. somebody's gone and fucking had a tab oh, LSD or oh, something, right? Yeah. And they go fucking that shit is bananas. Fuck that. Done. Out the fucking door. And that's illegal. the illegal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of that. And then like on the sort of the misinterpretation of 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 say the the journey that you would have been dragged on through psychedelics um and its relationship with the ego in a sort of perverse way is going oh it leads to this like cult-esque manipulation you know that kind of way it's like oh you have this is the messages and we're gonna fucking as you've said i can't remember what you said with some fucking racist thing that I don't want to fucking repeat anyway. But yeah. you know, do you see what I'm saying. So it, right, it yeah. comes back to context, contextuality. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my
2: word of the day. Yeah, no, context is is, is yeah, it's important, isn't it? It's, you uh, can't just and through restriction,
1: through non-education. Yeah. We're never going to get past this fucking thing. We're just gonna we're just gonna end up fucking oscillating again in place. Yeah. Sorry. So
0: a big, yeah, a big a big thing that I think plays. Maybe a-
2: we just need to get out of England. <laughs> Wait, there, there is
0: a there is growing movements for independence of all of the individual kingdom nations to be fair it's looking far more likely that we will live to see a unified island than we will a unified united kingdom again oh god yeah i know yeah, uh yeah. so it's yeah but to, to one last point on what we previously stated yeah. <laughs> is There is a point of either ego dissolution. Some people call it ego death, but it isn't. It's a temporary cessation of the internal narrative of I am this. This is who I am. This is how I react to things. I was brought up this way, so I will do this. I believe this. And that constant, woof, and that's who you believe you are and you are not. Freud pointed it out to be the ego, the superego, or the id. You know, the Buddha describes, even Jesus describes in in different point ways in the Old Testament of processes where you quiet in yourself to be with yourself, is a literal experience where psychedelics can literally have a boom into an external person, it can look psychotic. I've had moments where I've literally been in, in darkened rooms, cuddling bath towels like in the bathroom, talking my way through a difficult experience. Yeah, but coming sense. out of the other side of that, amazing. Yeah. Do you oh, know yeah. What I mean? Like I I mean like oh my god, I am woof. I am <laughs> powered. Do you know what I mean? I know far more about myself ever before. But yeah, it is yeah. besides doing it in the right sort of setting and I had that trust in, in myself and I also knew what to expect. Expectation drives outcome. So if, if you're one of these people that look at and you want to be, it's the false spiritual and the false ego, they want to tr- they want to find that path. So yeah. that's just a new ego game. That's just a new ego yeah. play. That's a new trip in the old sort of 60s. Part. It's also
2: like, we we talk about light seekers. So, uh, you know, people who are seeking, who who focus on seeking the light. And meanwhile, they're they're leaving shit everywhere behind them because they're not dealing with their shadow. That's the hippies. F- well, it's not even. Yeah, it's. It, I suppose it's that. But yeah, it's just it's the integration and it's that awareness that we're we're light and dark and we're all that you know we're, you know mm. we're all these things together and you can't just be. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I, you know, the, the light's great, but I think you've got to be um, aware of all aspects of yourself.
0: We're, yeah, I think it's a true analogy that the brighter the light shines, the bigger shadow it can cast, and this is why often Ooh, yeah. those those that shine the brightest have the darkest past. And so exactly. I, th- I think I think it's true of a case of responsibility, as you say, as a consequence partly of my sort of upbringing and the the world in which I was brought up in and raised in. I was left quite maladaptive in my behaviors, my thoughts, my processes, and some of the mental health consequences that arose from this took me many years to recognize my shadow and to stop blaming my shadow, to stop saying that society's fault that I have that instead of now recognizing what it is. I mean, I follow a a, a vegan diet and lifestyle. You know I mean? Everything I do, I try to reuse everything. I'll I'll go years with the same pair of shoes. You know I mean? I only wear the t-shirts of the company send them, send effectively. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't help prop up the systems that I don't believe in, and by doing that, <laughs> my attempts to lessen my shadow. Yeah, yes, but, you know I, mean, I mean, that's the responsibility <clears throat> we have as humans. The one is. obligation we have is, is to reduce the harm we have by the nature of us being here. It is, and a,
1: absolute right. But you know, a, an awful lot of headlines will guilt you into, or not guilt you, but sort of perpetuate that guilt of you not complying to this thing. Oh, you haven't, you haven't recycled this week or, you know what I mean? You see, life.
2: I, I, make a point of talking to kids like this. So I, I'll say, you know, I'll, I'll say it's great that you recycle. It's great that we use like, uh, like light bulbs. It's great that you are talking about um, cycling and, and all these things, but it, you know, until Tesco's and I say to them, you've seen Tesco's at night. Until Tesco turns all its lights off, things aren't going to change. It's like, so on the one hand, personal responsibility, yeah, we can all do, but actually, it's not just about personal responsibility because people have to go to work. People have to, you know, people get home, they haven't got time. The system's a fucker, isn't it? I mean, people are struggling. And then then to expect people to think, to have to sort of worry about... um, the planet
0: to (laughs) have the capacity to care yeah well
2: yeah to have people you know we're we're living in particularly it's getting worse as well as we we probably all agree this government is um it's really outdoing itself in um in its attitude to uh the the people of this country i mean it's Mm. really it's
0: it's indifference it is nothing i think it's, it's i
2: think it's i think it's i think there's cruelty as well i think there's there's actually explicit implicit cruelty um i was talking uh with my with my partner yesterday and we were talking about the concept of if if you're if you're part of the if you're wealthy like really wealthy you're gonna get bored because um, there's only so much you can have there's only so much yeah mm-hmm. and especially if you start seeing people who aren't wealthy kind of enjoying life okay that's gonna that's gonna fucking irk you. So why am I? Why have I got all this wealth and blah blah blah? If these people here are like happy, like for instance, mm. if we could all grow our weed or <laughs> you know or whatever. If 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 things were facilitated because we know you don't need loads of money to be happy. That's just you know it's, we all know that yeah. you need a certain amount because we live in a capitalist system. So you gotta have money. Um, this whole um, what was this What was that geezer's name who wrote a book? It really irritated me. How to live a year without money? It's just like I can't remember his name. Everyone went mental over it.
0: Yeah. Did he? Did he? Did, did, did he? Perhaps start with a house and all of his shit. Paid for? Well,
2: it's just whatever. It's <laughs> just <laughs> whatever.
1: I've seen a few wow. of those videos exactly like that. Oh, I lived a year, John you know, Boy, just yeah. just growing stuff. In in hold on, you lived in California one.
2: Do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, You own the, the land. It. Yeah, like, we need. We, exactly. We need money, but but that they it they rely on us us i'm talking about i'm talking in days now i try to avoid that i'm it's know, polarizing yeah i i've sort of um uh you know i i tickle myself indulging in conspiracy theories but mm. The majority of them i can take and leave really because i think humans are a lot more messy than conspiracy theories neatly pack up but mm. um yeah, I do think when I say they, I'm talking like people like Jacob Rees-Mogg, or you know, you know, specific people who are, I think are quite cruel individuals. Mm-hmm. It, it, they need people to be suffering.
0: It, it fits their worldview, and it, it and it helps them. it helps them enjoy.
2: Yeah. and it helps them enjoy their place in the hierarchy if
0: people yeah. are suffering. I, I can only be high if they are low. Yeah, and I yeah. think I think what you're talking about yeah. is it's not just a. It's a, it crosses all political spectrum. It crosses oh, yeah, all races. Yeah. Unfortunately, weirdly, it crosses all classes. There yeah. is something in people that yeah, the yeah, ruling yeah. system should be. There should be a monarchy and there should be people born into entitlement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I suffer because that's how they, you know, yeah. I mean, and people don't question that. Because as I was saying before, it's, it's indoctrinated through the education yeah. paradigm, which is why if we could end up in a world where People like you two who happen to have got the experience of teaching could then both become drug teachers. Could you imagine if there was an educational package within education at the right time in puberty when kids can get exposed to these things? But again, even that, I've just thought about it. We'd only need that now. If all drugs were legalized, you wouldn't be able to get anything because you have to be 18. Exactly. So the reason there is there exactly. is there is access for, for smaller things unless yeah. it was unless it was home exposure which yeah, is yeah. what we do with alcohol so yeah. from five years old in this country a child can consume alcohol within the yeah. home exactly. and that helps you get a relationship with it yeah, to control yeah. that to remove the taboo and yeah. to allow that child to then not go oh, i'm 18 and drink and try and kill themselves on their first time out yeah. like i nearly did on my 18th i blacked out for two days basically yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I'd already done it as a teenager. I binge drank when I was younger, but when I was 18, it was accepted. So all of the no. staff at the supermarket I was working with were like, we're going to get you fucked up tonight, kid. So it was like three litre fish bowls of shit and everybody, you know what I mean? And there's no limit because the pre- yeah. this, the pressure is, it's not even recognized because it's just cultural. Everyone's just like, oh, it's good time, good time. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if we had that attitude with other drugs, everyone would be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So there needs to be an equaling we need to bring other drugs up and then be realistic around tobacco caffeine sugar yeah, yeah. alcohol oh, God, we yeah. need to have these kind of conversations yeah, to proportionalize totally. the harms and the benefits of all substances nothing is pure and innocent and nothing no. is truly evil no exactly. everything has a space and a benefit and yeah. until we have that rational conversation around it no so it seems have- it seems like we're so far away from it yeah well i mean if you look we're, we're, it's weird because we're tiptoeing close with one bit and then yeah. we're doing away with the other so the medication yeah, yeah. of lsd of ketamine of yeah, mdma yeah. of cocaine all of these things have increased massively in the past five to ten years yeah. to the point the fda has approved a cocaine spray it's approved uh, an mdma uh, drug it's approved a cannabis-based drug it's approved yeah. a based drug in the history of it up to this to a few years ago it went fuck you to everything like this yeah yeah so what they're now doing is they're medicinalizing these street drugs or these party drugs or recreational substances so that they can profiteer from them while still perpetuating the criminalising of people on the other end of the spectrum.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. You know what
0: I mean? They shouldn't, we should have our cultural <laughs> this is why, rights this is why, to get
2: together. This is why we need a, a... You were saying, I think we were talking about a, a decrim or a legal system and that's, you know, ultimately we need a, a legal system in my in my opinion. Uh but decrim is a step to that. So it's often you see, so I see people get into silly arguments about this, like, oh, the, it's like, you know, you could decriminalize it tomorrow. So, like Sean Berry is essentially asking for, is as a form of decriminalization by telling the police not to criminalize cannabis is a form of decriminalization. Mm-hmm. But that's just a, that, that can only be a, a stopgap mm-hmm. to, to the development of a, of a, fully legal system
1: um yeah it's my it's my fear though that the that just the dither and delay to 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 use a trope that they tried to fucking demonize jeremy corbyn with is just to put up the infrastructure of just pure capitalist or yeah well this is this is why
2: totally totally agree so this is i've been i've been screaming about this for years it seems like, and for a long time, I sort of I was I felt like a voice on my own. So, when it came to Green Party, you know, politically, I was voting Green anyway. Um, you know, because I mean, I came from my my exposure to Labour was you know Tony Blair really, and I mean you know, I never voted for Blair and
1: yeah, not it's, Labour.
2: It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, so I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm I've got, I'm have got. i teaching some Middle East to geography, so I, I want them to learn about the 2003 <laughs> war. So I've been watching, I've been re watching that. It's a real downer watching it. My partner's going, oh, yeah. fucking, why am I hearing Tony Blair doing Grace. this 2003 Fuck shit? Me. And, you know, like PTSD flashbacks. And <laughs> and <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, but there's so, so many good, good people like Mo Molim, who was in the Labour Party, who's doing good shit. But anyway, so I've, you know, I was, the so Green Party, and I was looking at their drug policy, and I was like, you know, this is like, really good they're the only people and uh it was a guy called shane collins who was pretty much taking the drug policy from way back in like the 90s from like the, you know free party days um he was really sound he was like um yeah do do what you want with it you remember um so i had an activist account it was about 2014 i had an activist account um which was like i said i had a youtube channel it's doing all right as um but I was like, this isn't really doing much. So I emailed her Natalie, ben- Natalie Bennett at the time. I was like, look, I'm an activist. Can I just, and a Green Party member, can I just turn my Facebook and my social media into Green Party drug policy? And she was like, go for it. Nice. So, yes. And then, yeah. So I was saying about screaming. So I've been like, you know, screaming about a, a drug, a drug framework, a drug system that's basically a based in my more socialist, you know kind of mm. uh-huh. framework maybe a bit anarchist so like, a bit anarchist as well socialist anarchist um that isn't that isn't uh, that isn't profit driven okay so uh, and no one seemed to like especially thinking about cannabis it's always been about like le- you know legalize it legally like and it's almost like yeah well that's going to happen but um it's not about that is it it's about am i going to be allowed to grow a plant you know, that's that's the real. For me, it's always been the real crux of of the argument: is is um, who's going to be allowed mm-hmm. to grow this? Indeed. Yeah. We yeah. And it still is. And you know, who's going to profit from the green rush? We know that there's huge amounts yeah. of money to be made here, and and we we know this is where you know Hanway Brothers, Cannabis Europe, all these things suddenly popping up, all the, all these chances, capitalists popping up because they know. They know yeah. it's coming. Yeah. Um, but not only do they
0: know it's coming at this point now, they're, they are setting the framework. Yeah. They are deciding yeah. the legislation, the yeah. best benefits, their financial interests. Yeah. So what you were talking about before, obviously, those two words will scare a lot of people, socialist and anarchist. Yeah, yeah. Whereas of one of what I've been sort of discussing, me and Maka have mentioned in previous podcasts and whatnot, is the idea of, say, a nationalized and community-driven yeah. cannabis industry. Yeah. So instead of allowing the, the till rays of the world or even quite frankly, a lot of the established companies in the UK to run this industry and sell this to us we should create cottage industry. We should literally be going to the police records and CPS records, whoever was prosecuted for cannabis, going, you guys get to the front of the fucking queue. You have a skill set. We are gonna set you up with a grant. We are gonna get you to grow all of this, establish a framework of social enterprise clubs with uh, community interest companies. And profit shouldn't be a dirty word. We should be making profit, but it shouldn't be sitting in bank accounts in the fucking Caymans. We should be paying a good value added tax to the product. We should then be paying our business rates. We should then be utilizing The rest of that money to fund social enterprise in the community, drug drug rehabilitation reform for the small minority of people that have drug dependency issues. We need to get realistic and have that conversation (laughs) that the vast majority of people that use all drugs do so non problematically, and the problems arise when they're fucking caught with it.
2: Yeah, yeah totally. Totally. Sorry, go ahead, man. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, I'm I'm quite anti-profit. Full stop. To be honest, I don't see the point in it as a concept. simply because like, once you've got your food and your shelter and you've put aside the money that you need to keep whatever thing you're doing going, what's profit for? Exactly. Pro- profit, unfortunately, is a consequence
0: of a mechanism of in, in um, inflation and interest because everything always is increasing. You have to continue to make profit. Otherwise, in three years, your yeah, calculations are yeah. irrelevant. But so that then- prof-
2: but that profit, if that's, what I'm saying is that that profit, so if you have a social enterprise or you have a not, non you know, that profit's just reinvested. its I mean, that profit's not there available for people to get better cars or bigger houses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm sorry, I'm confusing. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm an, inter- for, an interpretation of you know, the, term, the term, I think. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Profit is in terms of, gluttonous just here's a stack yeah. of cash for me to go sit on my yacht yeah. agreed but the idea of above overheads oh yeah, yeah bl- surplus sorry yeah i misinterpreted kind yeah. of what you yeah, said. i mean yeah, so then i agree with you entirely yeah there shouldn't be just dividends paid out to idiots that just happen to be sat in the right place at the right time it yeah. should help the very community <laughs> and industry that it's supporting yeah totally
2: yeah of course
0: sorry, and you do, i, I suppose time? you'd
2: write that you you integrate that into the whole framework that would be yeah, I, I, mean, ideally, I,
1: I, I mean, from a non-business perspective, like from a personal perspective, I'm, I'm obsessed with. I've probably said this on podcasts before. I'm obsessed with a lot of things, right? But this is one key part: is, is, like removing myself from this obligation that is what I, I use a poor term to describe it, which is modern day slavery, right? It's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a poorly coined term, but it, no, it, but yeah, it expresses what, what I'm talking about. And for me, like I have. I have thought about the number, the actual final, the the actual final number that gets me out of this this thing, right? And it's not like this, like whimsical fucking. Oh, I need millions or or anything like this, right? You can you can you can get it down to your absolute necessity, and then drive towards achieving that and removing yourself from from that you know expected model. Now the thing is, right? In that. What you've said there is what is profit after that? Well, profit to me after that would be anything that I have surplus goes to the people that are fucking around me that are struggling. and yeah, fucking yeah, need that help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm sorted now. Do you know that kind yeah. of way? I, I, have yeah. I've gotten to that point in a non-business model where I'm not, I'm not vying for the, you know, um, yeah, cost yeah, of the inflation or whatever. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's a pipe dream at the moment, but it's something that I would
0: absolutely but people, love to
2: people, do. people can't regulate themselves though um well they,
0: they can if you remove external pressure and stimuli if we removed advertising if we remove the fact that we're all hypnotizing watching that damn thing yeah several hours a day yeah. staring at our phone yeah. the rest of the Simple time, actions. reading books we see thousands of adverts and brands every goddamn day it is yeah. so in yeah, our yeah. face that we i mean the psychologists reckon that because of the repetition of it, uh, the repetition of like these uh, cycles that we go through with behavior that we perform a minute amount of act decisions a day mm. we're actually just in this gameplay of just going i'm this i'm this and that narrative speaks us into it and we just follow it and we don't question it hypnopedia a yeah. wonderful thing again why psychedelic and entheogenic substances are perfect for it but if you were to remove that stimuli yeah, these sure. behaviors would change massively Listen, if you don't bombard them with the rolex and the beautiful girls holding over them because of links or yeah, whatever yeah. then i tell
2: you yeah i mean i was in my twenties, I was I was militant, militantly anti-advertising. You know, I, once I saw Boyle Hicks, it was all over for me. Mm. I mean, me and me, me and, my, me, and the, me and our my partner and our friends, we started a record label. We had a music publishing business. I taught myself music law. We, you know, we were really we had a roster of good music, and we made some inroads into the independent music. Uh, Industry, but we were anti-advertising because we were in our 20s and we were all like idealistic and like, you know, young parents, idealistic, changing the world. We we wore our heart on our sleeves and we basically got blacklisted from the the, the Association of Independent Music. We were told yeah. like, we got a visit from a CEO and basically were told you'll you'll never get anywhere in the music industry. Lovely. Because-
1: that's lovely, isn't it? A fucking rare sunshine. That person is anyway. <laughs>
2: well, what I say to you is, is there any
1: of the Anyone? acts that you were working with still going? Oh no,
2: yeah, we, I still make music. I, my, yeah, it's still oh, yeah. there. But that's yeah, that's that's. Give yeah. yourself a plug, mate. For fuck's sake. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: go on, go on. Uh,
2: <laughs> where would I start? Our music's <laughs> crazy, mate. People, people listen to it. And it's like. What is that? Okay. Yeah, that's B-
0: good. Read, read the comments. What do you good. think people say after this podcast? Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay. So a recent thing I did was with my partner and a friend was called Claybickers. Cl- spelled, spelled C-L-A-I-B-E-K-A-S.
1: Nice one.
2: Really good marketing
1: campaign.
2: (laughs) How do you spell that? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me this. Is it a
1: YouTube thing or is it Spotify? if People wanted it. Oh yeah, I've got I've
2: got music on Spotify, of course. So I've got I've got my I I made an an EP in nineteen ninety nine. Me me when our first child was born, we moved up to Wales. Lived on Mount Snowden actually for a year. Nice. There's a little cottage on Mount Snowden. We met, we sort of we sort of found found it, rented it, ran a cafe out of it. In fact, and I'm not disclosing whether I um have any cultivation habits today as a teacher, because obviously I don't, but it was the first time I I grew a plant. So that's like 22 years ago, under a light. It was a uh, me and my mate went and bought ourselves a, a light and yeah, and so I recorded an E P then actually that's on that's on Spotify.
1: Oh yeah. What's the band name?
2: That's me, that's just Jay Levity. Just Jay. Jay? Yeah. Le-
1: Levity. Levity. Okay, correct. Levity,
2: yes. Okay, right. yeah. We All put right.
1: in that we put in a little link in that. Uh find out the bio below. So just a little plug plug for you. And you you're still going with that? Uh,
2: I still make music. I mean I got I got disheartened making music for you know, that's I sort of stopped but yeah it's something that doesn't uh, you know you're you're a music you're a music man as well it's Mm. not i've got a couple of speakers here i've started making some stuff again it's not something that you can Get away you can from. try leave me alone.
1: I'll tell you something, <laughs> leave me alone. I swear to God, I verbalized that before. It's like there's two guitars in there in this room and they look at me, they stare at me. They go, yeah. like, what the fuck, fuck man? Are you, yeah. you going to fucking play me or, or something? Just, like, I, honestly, I could just see it in my periphery. Yeah. And, just going, and
2: I'm like, you've caused me nothing but fucking
1: pain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 the same. No, I mean, no, we're we're, <laughs> we're finishing up myself and a friend of mine. I'm going to put myself a plug. Fuck you, Simpa. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. um, we 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 are sign and Voices is the is the Instagram page, but it's Sign and Voices, which is an amalgamation of, of uh, names. Myself and um, uh, Pedro, the other member of the band, is so I had it. just spell that? Silent, as in I'm. Oh, silent. Silent. Silent yeah. vices. vices Sorry, don't worry. I've I've, I've followed you on Twitter already. I'm not stalking you, or anything That's fine. Um, right, yeah. But no, I mean we're 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 finished. We've we released a couple of um, singles last. Um, was it last November, September, something like that? Okay. And And uh, we were just finishing off an album, but we were writing the whole thing through WhatsApp. Uh, not through WhatsApp, wow. but through social media because he yeah, did, yeah. he lives down in London, and and you know I'm up north now, so. And um, we don't get to see each other, so we just send each other some stuff, and I just oh, go, "Oh, sounds that, like that sounds nice fucking cool." So it's kind yeah, of yeah. like it's kind of like a a, a digital version of the uh, of the, or sorry, a modern version of the postal service. I don't know if you ever listen to the postal service. I know of them, um, but I don't know their music. Conceptually, mind not 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 um, not from a fucking musical perspective. Just in case, because uh, there was a band called Dead Cab for Cutie. Yeah, yeah, uh, and quite a few other uh, uh, artists, and they literally sent each other tapes in the post and worked on each other's stuff. Have never met each other, and it was like tapes kind of, as well. I think what it tape? was. I think it was tapes back. It wow. might have been four track tapes. It might have been like yeah, yeah. memory sticks, which which kind of ruins the whole fucking thing, the appeal to it. But uh, do you, I mean, do you call yourself a musician? Here's the thing. It's very difficult because Isn't it? I, Isn't love, it? yeah, I like to think that I, I am, um, and people tell me that I am, and people, yeah, yeah. people that I, you know, have taught but me. But
2: because you haven't got legitimised by some, by some
1: label, right, or, or whatever, yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 a it's a, it's a side project for me because I have to do I have to work. If I didn't have to work, I sort of subliminally accept myself more as a musician. And that's a crux that I, yeah, I, I live yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. It's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. Of course it is. Of
2: course it mean. Is. I mean I'm the same. I'm like I I put I put musician in a the bio, then I take it away, then I put yeah. it there, then I fucking really? <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I I still like I say, I still yeah. Have trouble integrating all my all all of who I am, and I don't. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to say, I'll do this, I will do this, I will do this, because you just you sound. I don't. I bore myself. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah,
1: like yeah. I get sick yeah. of myself so, all the time. Here's one for you, yeah. and we can drop the music thing because he's he's up there by himself having a little hug. <laughs> um, but you know, one thing that I used. To, it took me a while to get over. Was like when I wasn't writing or it's in yeah. a period of block or, or or just laziness or I wasn't fucking doing it. And I'd go to gigs and I'd watch people play and I'd go, oh, wasn't that great? I could I could definitely <laughs> do that better. And i go, bullshit, your man's fucking, he's up there fucking shredding it. Like, you know what mean? Yeah, hit, yeah. hit one fucking bum note. And I'm going, nah, I could do nah, that better. You know. Bollocks, bollocks. Yeah, so
2: that's, yeah. I, 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 ego. I, I, I hear that. To <laughs> oh, totally, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I think what I've told myself now is when I'm like, 70. When I'm in my 70s, yeah. Then I can play the guitar like some old dude. And maybe I just maybe I just leave it until then, and then I'll, I won't <laughs> give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? We
1: get a record label then, fuck.
2: Nah, yeah. Well, who knows what the world will look <laughs> like. like? Will there be that kind of thing? Maybe. I just heard today. So I I released our music through able artists without labels. Nice. Have you heard of them? I have. Yeah. Well, they've just been bought by Sony, so oh. they no, they're no—they're no longer <laughs> artists without labels. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, that—it is what it is, oh, what yeah, it is man. It is
0: what I'm, I'm. it is. It is what it
2: is.
1: Anyway, it's, it's, anyway Sim, Simba, would you like to come back into this conversation?
2: Well, Street Street, we digressed <laughs> that,
0: totally then, didn't we? Hey, really? That was enjoyable. It's allowed me to rest my voice. Um, oh. not I can empathise with the pairies completely, obviously as a writer. Um, when yeah. I was first doing stuff, obviously I had a lot of work published with sort of Ice Smoke and whatnot. And it wasn't until I had something in print media in Weed World, yeah. And then when I held it, I was like, I can't not be a writer. No. I wrote this, they published it, I'm yeah. holding it. I can't not be a writer. So even if I cease writing from this point, I was at least at one point a writer. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I think that, I, I do the same in terms of the fluctuator. Sometimes I'll introduce myself to people, oh, I'm a podcaster, I'm an activist, yeah. I'm a writer. And it depends on, I suppose, which, um facet of my skill set that i'm feeling most confident at the time
2: yeah that's think, good though isn't yeah. it i mean
0: but i think, I think humility is, is the best thing yeah. that works with it is is to why why people stick with things for a long period of time you know what i mean why you hone a craft why you actually enjoy yeah. it and a good a good healthy amount of self-criticism allows you to create much better work and be more satisfied with this a thing that even if it doesn't go anywhere i've got whole no yeah. other articles that i' not matter work that i've written on that i haven't wanted to publish anywhere because. It's, I don't know, it's just not that thing's time or whatever. It's just yeah, not, yeah. but it's helped me hone the skills for the things that I did produce and the things that I do want to produce, you know? Yeah, but I'll t- tell you, to, taking
1: that creative path, though, in any way, shape, or form, there's obviously commonalities. We started with, by talking about commonalities. You know what I mean? We're just people. It's not you're a yeah. podcaster. You're, a, you're fucking simple, no. mate. I'm yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. that's what it is. And it, yeah. uh, but what it is, 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 is sort of. I don't know, it's it's our constant desire for identification of self. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is
2: which is society. Uh society puts this pressure on us to be something. So what are you? Mm. And it's like, well, you know, it depends how I'm feeling when I wake up. I'm also a cook. I was a chef for twenty years. I trained as a chef after school. Mm. Um when I'm cooking dinner for my family, I'm a you know, Mm. it's like this pressure that you've got to be something
1: you you it's specific you've got to choose exactly but yeah. it's bullshit it's utter utter bullshit and here's yeah. the thing any form of learning in any capacity is do you know what i mean you everybody's a fucking chef you just yeah. you know i mean if, exactly. you, if you've exactly. never if, cooked if, before if you, in your life you're yeah. a chef you're just not very good at it do you know what we, i mean it, yeah. <laughs> it just it just takes practice and education oh, I'm, and look, I'm a good That's chef it.
2: mate <laughs> i'm sure you are i'm sure you are <laughs> <laughs> but, you know the, the thing is i i, I kind of Excel at whatever I do. Do you know what I mean? Well, really it's slagging, mate. you know I it's about ease of categorization. Yeah,
0: so yeah, things, think about it in every professional capacity. Even most of us teach get taught outside of school and we don't know quite why. You meet somebody new and you go, what do you do? Yeah. What kind of a fucking stupid question is that? obviously, well, what, what, what do I do today? I what am I dedicated? Exactly. <laughs> no, but that's what we are. Yeah. And to do that, you lock them down in that identity. So you go, he's a chef. So you put every assumption you've ever made, every film, every person, that's who that person is. You don't know their idea. Cool. I'm sorry now. I can I I, I you in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that diminishes the very nature of communication and contact. Yeah, yeah. And that is that is the foundation, and that is what has been eroded most in our society is the ability for people who may share one or two commonalities to come together in any which way in a podcast like this, sat around a fire at a festival, you know, in a pub somewhere, whatever, turning around on a train to have yeah. that interaction and to genuinely sincerely be there yeah. and recognize that other human, their light and their shadow, as you said before, yeah, 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 totally. take them in and then use them as the mirror that the human is to another person. Mirrors, S- to totally. See that, to see the fallacies of themselves, to go, the judgments I put on you, the shortcomings I see in myself. I'm a, I'm a
2: big believer in, in in that mirror thing. Um, because really, I don't. you don't go through life, I don't really meet many people I, I dislike. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've always been. Whenever I've been in workplaces, I've always been like a kind of an, an, an intermediate, intermediate individual who's sort of often fielding things from people like that. Person doesn't like that person, or well, you don't like that person. And,
0: mm-hmm. You know,
2: obviously, we'll we'll bring a bit of our shit to um to things, but yeah, I think it's try and try and bring a little of your own shit to people. Is is a is, oh, wait, no, don't
0: be a dickhead. Oh, simple. Oh, oh. Own it. You you. you own it. There are ways yeah. to own it, and it's not. Then own it is in wear it as a badge. Don't you yeah. go. Oh, this oh no. is because of my mental illness, or because this happened. No. You you can't do that. You have to face, accept, yeah, integrate and then yeah. move the fuck forward. And it's yeah. gonna be painful and it's gonna be difficult. And life is not meant to be easy. I'm sick of this fallacy that we're not supposed to have anxiety, that we're not supposed to have yeah, yeah. depression, that we're not supposed to feel terrified at times. The existential crisis of being human and sentient is fucking terrifying. And for then the doctor to go, here's some goddamn pills and here go talk to a, a professional who is no more a fucking talking monkey than you are. Well, you've seen Princess
2: Bride. <laughs> yeah.
0: Many years years ago I think. Life is
2: pain. Anyone who tells you anything different is trying to sell you something. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favourite quotes that I love that film. We used to watch Kane that with my kids. Uh, Such a good movie.
1: That is, I get, I get confused with that and another one, but that's the one where with the uh, the wine, isn't it? And the, and the, the sword
2: fight, yeah. The uh, I uh, killed my father. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: that's Brit mate. If you've not seen that, you've got to see that film. Yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's. I'm funny,
0: I'm, I'm curious to, to see what you were going to confuse it with because in my head, I, I yeah. went to, I went to Princess Blade. Pride which of I Prejudice. Think, I think is a northern north uh, South Korean movie about um. <clears> oh, she's like a samurai lady that cuts up like zombies or some shit. Oh wow okay. They were crazy I, remember I went through a whole thing Of like uh, of, of, of Asian cinema um, in, Yeah me too in Japan. Sure so, yeah. that one? Because again Because The wonderful thing Horror genre especially yeah. Conveys cultural truths And fears oh. It shows this universal Commonality You want to talk about The thing that actually Shows commonality They do far better Than the fucking <coughs> man splitty movies yeah. That then inflict Their version of Relationships yeah. on a society Have you
1: seen Audition? Yeah. yeah yeah The original The original one yeah Is it
2: Oh, oh, yeah, no, I'm thinking of something else that got remade. Yeah, an audition.
1: Audition. That's mental. It's fucked. Oh, man. Isn't it? isn't it. It. The, the most crazy shit I've ever seen is Gozu. I've never ever seen that. I think that's Takeshi Wike. That. I think it's Takeshi Wike if, if you've ever seen any I... of his stuff. Fuck, me. Takeshi. Hang on. Yeah, I've, I've got to bring this yeah. up now and not make a fucking tit of myself like I normally do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do,
0: a bit of, do a bit of research. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but you, you've seen Itchy the Killer. Right, have you seen uh, Old Boy? Bitchy the
2: killer. Uh, yeah, Old Boy. That's what I meant when I said, the, what, the original. Yeah, the original, because they even the, made Old Boy, didn't yeah, they? I, I haven't I'm, seen that. That does not exist for me. No, I haven't seen it. I don't <laughs> want to see it. I'm no. all right. The original was fucking amazing. There's, have you seen it? It's a trilogy.
0: It's called the Revenge Trilogy. There's- Yes, no that's sim- the one. No simply no, no, no for mis- oh, Mr. Vengeance. I have Lady Vengeance. Vengeance. Lady Vengeance is the third. Oh, okay. Old Boy and and something else. And it's all stories of, of revenge. Oh, uh, I've only seen and Old Boy. Actually, the, if you really skip them back, the, the kind of tales of you can almost sum up Old Boy into the Buddhist quote of of uh, wanting revenge on another is like holding a hot coal. You know what yeah, I mean? With yeah, the intent yeah. to throw it at them, you're hurting yourself. Yeah, and, the, yeah. and the outcome's only going to be negative. Oh, The, end, the, the end of you know, Old Boy, no spoilers at all if you've not seen it. But No, if you haven't Whoa, seen it, please go. If oh you haven't God. seen it, go watch the original Old oh, oh Boy with the subtitles. Get, it's going to be a mindfuck, but oh, the, God. the cinematography, the way it's shot, and the way that they lead you through the narrative. Is like nothing else you see in Western cinema, and and yeah, the Ooh. the remake butchered it because it yes, just it. it tried to it just Westernized it without understanding the philosophy or what it was trying to convey in the original context. I, and fiction.
1: speaking of bullshit Westernizations of films, fucking uh, if you've not seen Infernal Affairs, go and fucking yeah, watch same. It. it. I've seen the original of that. Tremendous, pop yeah. movies, amazing. It's film. Uh, the, 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 the Departed. There, there is a three. There is three, but The Departed was one off. I think it was Scorsese did it, and it was mm. practically the same film. Uh, but The yeah, Infernal was- Affairs is way better. It's so fucking good. And of course, Battle Royal or Battle yeah, Royale. Royal.
2: That's uh, t- there's two of those, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah,
0: yeah. That's great. I'm, I'm so glad they haven't, because it, it couldn't work in a Western context, because it's 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 around Japanese cultural sensitivities and yeah. I mean, I'm it's more, big I'm, big of big of big oh, I'm more of a Studio Ghibli. I'm more of yes. a Studio
2: Ghibli than a horror. Yes. You know, my my, my, my youngest daughter's just she, she's mental on Studio Ghibli. But all of us, you know, it's real, like
1: yeah, It's wholesome shit. It
2: is. my name is Totoro. Yeah, right, uh, uh, Totoro. All of them actually, wonderful. but I mean, it's wholesome. But something like um, Princess Mononoke is quite, um, yeah, it's quite full-on, especially when that. But um Warthog comes yeah, yeah Yeah, that's quite for long. But.
1: but the thing is though, right? I mean this is just sort of bring in Disney. I know we've digressed. Massively, yeah, Disney not matter. I know Disney
2: owns it,
1: but yeah. Uh, it, it does now, but at the point yeah. where it's like I've got an awful lot of sort of not necessarily pleasant things to say about Disney, but having said that, like there there is um an aspect to all Disney films that that had that peril, that sense of like Sheer fucking oh. terror, like I, I um, like there was parts. It was it Aladdin or Lion King or something. So yeah. one of them stuck with me. It didn't scare me or shit. Uh, see what <laughs> see what I did there. Um, <clears throat> but it, it was like fuck me. It had that level of really dark creepiness to it, like Jafar yeah. or something in Aladdin. Yeah, was, Jafar was, was pretty. Dark, it was heavy. It he was full on, yeah. man. He was in your fucking yeah. face, manipulating you and stuff
0: like that. Yeah, and he looked. Yeah. He had the look about him, you know, and that yeah. sort of went away. In the, in the, yeah, in the new it's got it's, got it's got softer and softer and softer yeah. because the This is what I was complaining about before. But it's we need to show the spectrum of emotion. If you mollycoddle a kid, you yeah. give it an education and experience of the world up to sixteen, then kick it in the ass and say, "Go make a living or you'll starve to death," and then realise yeah, everything yeah. you've said is a fucking <laughs> lie. Decide on fil- a profession now. The, the films and the media have told them this is the relationship the ladder, and you have to progress. This this is the career ladder. This is how you socialise, and you're told how to do these things. And if yeah, you're not yeah. fitting into that tiny minutiae then you are wrong and evil then you will turn to being isolated and disconnected from society you'd be the more pr- prevalent
2: to drug problem is the li- the lies getting realism. the lies getting harder though isn't it because the reality is there isn't like um it's not the 50s 60s or 70s or 80s or i mean the lie maybe was easier then but now it's quite it's obvious that you know with mechanization and uh, in what are you going to do what i i that's the one thing i struggle as a teacher i suppose it's like you know i'm teaching them and i i try and you know i want to inspire kids and i i, I actually have to say that this is the first job i've ever done that i've actually like i fucking love it you know do you know what i mean i love the interaction with the kids i just kids are great i just you know i'm much happier being around them than going to the staff room i kind of avoid the adults a little bit yes um the kids are great and they're, they're open and they're resilient. And so, for instance, thinking about COVID, we're coming back to COVID. You wanted to talk a little bit about COVID, you know, and there's this big furore about kids' mental health. And obviously, we're all struggling with mental health problems, yeah? We're all, you know, anyone who isn't struggling with mental health problems now has probably got the biggest mental health problem, really, Who, <laughs> you know, because it's full on, this, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it, it's full on. But I think... It's the parents who are struggling more than the kids, because kids, I think, naturally have a kind of a resilience, a kind of um, adaptability to them. Um, I'd say some of the nice things are seeing, seeing them chatting on the bar when we're in a Zoom meeting, they're all chatting and they're all like full of life. And I know it's still not the interaction, but um, yeah, I think kids are, uh, are amazingly resilient. And I think this generation, I think this will do something to them for the positive actually. Yes. I think they'll see some real positive benefits of this interruption in the in the whole like churning of, of things. Um,
1: um I agree with that. I have to I have to say, sorry, Simpa, can I jump in there for a small bit? i mm-hmm. uh, I just I just like I'm hearing this political rhetoric all yeah, the time. I do not give a shit about. Open men the schools. Health. Open the schools. Oh, it's so important for people, you know, for kids to have their Switch. education. Yeah, money. No Within a fucking missubscribed paradigm of some sort of like, uh, do you know what I mean? It's like the one thing that that I was never taught in school, and it might have been inherent. Maybe it was my fault, but it was like. There was a, Once you got, end, ended like secondary school or, or, or university or whatever it is, there was this cutoff and then you wrote into the world or whatever, you yeah. know, that kind of way. And then all of a sudden, all of that stuff that you had to do, like constantly learning and getting force fed this stuff, that stops. Yeah. And it's like, well, you've done that now. You've been educated. That's yeah, the yeah. biggest you, fucking lie. It, it, yeah. it would ever proliferate. You know what I mean? It's bollocks. You never stop learning. That's what I was saying about you are a chef. You're a fucking, uh, yeah. you can work with computers. You can fucking be a musician. You are all of those things now, even if you have never done them. Be, you yeah, just yeah. have to start. Yeah. That's all it is.
0: And it's yeah. just, do you know what I mean? Well, that's, I think that exactly what Jules said before in the, it is that disruption. And to me, it's, yeah, obviously, I'm quite anti-establishment in a lot of ways. Mm. I, can't, I can't help but have those tendencies from the upbringing and from my own experience of life and from my own research and understanding. But I, I feel that, yeah, as you say, it's. I don't think it's gonna affect their socialization skills <clears throat> half as much no. as people think. Kids right. these days, they're texting the friends here. They're then yeah, yeah. In, They're then playing a game with 20 of them here. They're then in school where, because of the technology, they're actually engaging more. And yeah. then they've got the wonderful juxtaposition of, here's education and they're stuck seeing the real world the, yeah, this, yeah. there is no veil of bullshit there is no disneyfication of this no the, no. the realities of this are true for adults as they are for kids yeah, yeah so for the first time in a generation in many generations yeah. they haven't been mollycoddled into a reality that everything's gonna be fine everything's gonna get no. better and because no. of the technology and the fact that the kids as a teacher you can stand there and go this is a fact, I got out my textbook, they can Google and go, according to a survey in 2020, yeah. you're fucking wrong, mate. Yeah. Going to this. You know what I mean? And yeah. So they are able to now challenge the curriculum yeah. in a way that yeah, has never yeah. been done before. And that means that people like yourselves as teachers are gonna to have to become adaptive to then, it changes yeah, the relationship. Exactly. You can't We're be cooperative. You, you no. can't stand over them and dominate them because you're taller no. than them in a classroom. You can't go, no, but seriously, the damage- No, you're right. That kind of teaching does to children. I went to institutions where before they changed the law for child protection, they restrained seven-year-olds like they were prisoners they would put three members of staff on us cross our legs hands behind your back face down so you couldn't spit i had teeth knocked out i had fingers broken and i got off lucky i got off lucky do you know what i mean and then even when the laws have changed it's still nowhere fucking near but that pervades down all the way to mainstream education where there is still the dominance of the adult and the the idea yeah. that I am I am bigger and smarter than you by nature. And that is, again, yeah. wrong. But Palace, it's I'm, a facade I mean, it, that can damage and detach think, children I'd, from I'd it. hope
2: it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd hope that's changing in pockets. I mean, it's obviously not changing from the top. I mean, we know that this government, you know... We,
0: it changes oh. by people like you, though. Yeah, it changes, I think so. If we, and if we could get people that do drugs, have done drugs, and have alternative views to become teachers... They, when the kid goes, uh, uh, look, we smoked a joint last week and it made the day funny. Yeah. Oh, what what was it? What was the yeah, for? Yeah, exactly. Have you heard about CBD? Exactly. Have you spoken to this? Rather than going, go to Frank and we're going to suspend you, ruin your life, yeah, your yeah. parents will kick you out, you'll get a criminal record when you get caught sleeping on the street. Totally. You'll end up taking harder drugs. You'll and end then up then with you the learn, you learn your lesson. And then and then, then. You, then you'll be in prison yeah. and then you'll end up committing suicide by forty. And you've yeah, done thing right. wrong. The system nice. has failed you time and time again yeah. because of the institutional stigma of prohibition. And I'm sorry I'm getting animated.
2: That's all right, it's good. You're right. You're totally right. How I dare mean, this you? Is, I'll come back round to the to the drug policy. So when I was, um, yeah. So one thing that, that got me was like, why isn't the Green Party like shouting about this? Why, why isn't this like, it's like, do you, do you not realize that this just purely on a vote winner for the young generation. I just did, you know, so I got frustrated with it and then I sort of, like, I tried to put in some um, updates to the policy and it didn't really fly. And then these, uh, then, um, these two other members from Hackney Green Pie were, were in Hackney sort of doing their own things, sort of brought a new policy, sort of reconvened, basically, this this group. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Alex Armitage and Zoe, Zoe Garbert, they sort of, Convene this group, and we spent a year writing this policy. And we're quite a, a, a you know, we we open it out to everyone, but we're also, you know, quite um, it's quite a, quite a nice little group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd, I'd, like- say we're, I'd say with I say with a radical end of the Green Party. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've said this to simple before. Sometimes I feel I've still we've still got to work on the Green Party to mm-hmm. convince them. I mean, this development with Sean is you know, is, is, is amazing really, because it's like, if you're not, if she wasn't talking about drug policy, I'd be a little bit like, I'm not sure what I'm doing in this party anymore.
0: Really. Well, to, to be fair, if she wasn't, then you can't talk about any other policy. Cannabis now so. is environmentalism. Cannabis is wealth inequality. It's... Cannabis is homelessness. Yeah. Cannabis is everything at this yeah. point. And if you know anything about the plan, you'll know that to be true. Yeah. And so, yeah, I agree. I... But we're,
2: we're still nuts on the fringes saying that. We're still oh, like- God, God, I'm... yeah. But when this is an episode 1012
0: and you're back here again, and we're smoking fat blunts and the world's a far better fucking place we're going to be proven right in the long term is what i'm saying but for the listeners and for the audience that aren't aware of what is going on here this is sean berry who is uh she was one of the nominated candidates for london mayor uh lord london mayor this year for the elections um standing in the green party and she's put forward or the green Party put forward a policy for deprioritization of cannabis which is effectively what you would consider in your legalese de facto decriminalization it's not done through legislation it's done through the inaction of the establishment kind of how they have in holland so the coffee shops that exist in holland are not a legal entity at this point true they they had a discretion of we'll look the other way you deal with your shit in-house we'll criminalize other aspects of it but what you do there and then they minimize the harm of it and controlled it for a while obviously now they're modifying and looking at more progressive steps forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I, I agree that this is sorry to just continue this. Um, we've already seen this rolled out by yeah, police forces know. during police, obviously in 2015. Mike Barnes and the late Ron Hogg uh, rolled out our deprioritization. That then became the checkpoint scheme. Um, which has now been picked up by, I believe, five or six different constabularies of the 43 and is slowly gaining traction. But unfortunately, along with the same as decriminalization, it does nothing to control supply. It does nothing to no. help regulate and remove no, 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 cool products. Stuff. So we're seeing uh, statistics thrown around that 99,000, some hundreds, and it was just slightly like, you of know, 100,000 people were admitted for skunk psychosis to hospital last year. Which I is, saw that. Which that trans- trans- in- trans-
2: transformed totally so Martin and, and Steve from Transform totally picked that that um, yeah it's, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's, all, it's all bullshit, but again, it's the conflation. So we have a, a block that is pumping this propaganda out, and there is no cohesive narrative and no bipartisan political support for the idea that we should legalise drugs not to create corporate interest, yeah. but because it's the right fucking it's, thing
2: to do. You see, there's, there's crossovers. So, you know, uh, where, there's the conservative... Drug policy action group or whatever they. I can't. Yeah, there means. is
0: la- Labour drug policy reform. Labour drug they're policy. A conservative drug yeah. policy reform group, and they are basically the same thing. They are not. They've made. They've bought politicians. Well, they're not. It's like
2: corporations. They have Yeah, they're not. Exactly. They're not. They're not. Um. No one. The discussion about the, the corporate. I mean, I. I'm of the opinion that the corporation can do what it likes. I don't really care. I'm not going to fight the corporate cannabis. As long as everyday people can grow their own...
0: As long as there's community cannabis. As yeah. long as there is an acceptance... Of but they know that
2: But then they know that that'll, that's not going to work for them, is it? Because how are they going to profit? But,
0: but they're stupid. They're stupid. There will, they will always be profit in this. Look, I mean, if we break down the yeah, pie, if we, break, if we break down the population pie now, anyone under 35, they're going to fucking grow it and smoke it at this point because they haven't been ingrained and indoctrinated into it. Right, Anyone okay. above that kind of thing right, okay, grew up yeah. in dare. They grew up in other things, so they'd be like the pharmacy. I trust the doctor yeah. rather than those dodgy hoodied kids that are going to sell us this what's gelato? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that and then the older generation above that, uh, there's a, a certain break. Right, okay, yeah. Ironically, boomers are the largest consumers of legit m- recreational cannabis in the world. Right, yeah, really they are, are. They are killing it because they remember before it was all this stupid super skunk and yeah, all the yeah. propaganda and hype. They're getting it, enjoying it, it's helping yeah. them, and they're reducing their pharmacological intake. So this is why you are see now the world is abandoning the opioid paradigm. Trillions have been made from opioids and from yeah, yeah. what's been developed. The Sackler family alone made $15 billion from this.
2: You know That's what I mean?
0: We're now moving away in the next coming books that are published on all of this. We're moving away from opioids, and we're going to go cannabis-based therapies. We're even looking at LSD as a next-level pain yeah, treatment. Yeah. We're all kinds of alternatives. So all they're going to do is switch the paradigm, medicinalize that, weaponize it, industrialize it, and then still demonize us for small cultural consumption. And we're still going to have an adulterated um, illicit market, which, yeah, there'll still be a lot of good pockets of dealers that are legit and test their products. Like you and I know that there's a lot of good people that deal drugs that are involved in the community that are demonized because of the laws but we, we should be given equal opportunity to welcome into the light. There shouldn't be a man who makes a billion from selling cannabis on the cover of Forbes when you flick through the Daily Mail and every other page is a yeah. cannabis raid here and yeah, a yeah. fucking traffic yeah, child here and an 80-year-old in prison here. It's all just... It's yeah. ridiculous, mate. I know, I
2: know. Yeah, it's very frustrating. I mean, yeah, it's mad. I mean, that's just that's what's driven me to, to still be involved in sort of doing... Being, being involved
0: in policy. So, I mean, so I've just, but, I've just thought there sort of, from my own point of view, actually, you know, I'm, I'm without a political party currently. My, yeah. the Labour Party killed the hope that I had. Jeremy Corbyn was, frankly, one of the only politicians that I have any, any yeah, support yeah. for. He here. had his floor, He had his fucking flaws.
2: Yeah. But I like John McDonald. I think John McDonald would have been a great, um, would have been great for this country. It, we, there's,
0: there's been a few good, good Don't people in Labour over the I years. Like, Tony, yeah. Tony Blair was a fucking red Tory, was Thatcher's best project, as she said, before he died. Greatest achievement, whatever it was, before she died. Um, and, and yeah, so then we had fucking um, Jeremy Corbyn, who looked so juxtaposed to that, it, it's going to look fucking wrong. The way the media savaged and destroyed, uh, he was and destroyed, destroyed. this. I mean, and then they not- put, put Kira Starmer in. So I've literally gone... I, I have no respect or association to this so yeah. what i'm thinking is is it as simple as, as you've alluded to in this can i join the green party and join the green party po- the green yes. party policy group yes and i can be a lot more radical i ain't got a teaching uh, job to uh, worry about uh, uh, i've got uh, no respectability uh, and i am more than happy to sit and email it's every all and good it's all every single you see so
2: so so you say that and actually um so we we were drug policy working group we got the we got the policy voted through a, a, um, a, a, a conference. So we, we want to be like a drug policy action group now. So it's then, so what action can we do? So when we were thinking about what, you know, what Sean could say, you can't really come out and go, we're going to advocate cannabis social clubs, because what does that actually mean? That's just like, it's there in our policy. You know, if you want to read our policy, it says we we advocate, but as a soundbite, that, that would have been ripped apart really people yeah. you know cannabis is illegal you can't uh, you know so without a if, framework to it
0: you, you can't what support. we want to do
2: is we want to target councillors like across the country there's a lot of green councillors like like we're in the process of sort of putting together sort of like uh literature that councillors can have like a kind of uniform thing about drug policy you know this is our policy like try and educate the green party i mean even myself yeah. i'm here in exeter and they're nice people the exeter green party people and they've they've said yeah come and do a talk if you want to you know they're not going to they're not opposing me but they're also not they're wary they're yeah. still a bit wary so you know you'd be welcome <laughs> yeah. you'd be welcome to join mm-hmm. and you'd be invited to the discussion yeah of course
0: because yeah, i'm just i'm just thinking obviously i've got a lot of sort of experience <clears throat> i mean if you don't like it your-
2: you could just leave.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, I'm, I'm more, exactly more than happy. I'm, I'm uh, well versed in leaving political parties at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's I, I, basically all I'm sort of, in a cheeky way, is alluding to is that can yeah. people who have more of an alternative voice sort of get involved in the conversation? Because I think, yes, the Green Party's policy is progressive, Definitely. but and I mean this with respect to all the books, no, no, including it's yourself, cool. is it was progressive ten years ago,
2: right? Yeah. Whereas
0: now we're at a point of corporate cannabis is an inevitability with the structure of of Brexit and everything else and the way that tax havens are going to work, they are going to asset strip billions from the most impoverished neighborhoods because they're not going to risk continued cultivation. They're going to pay the inflated rate of their dispensary price cannabis, and all that money is going to be siphoned off from the communities. It's going to impoverish areas and destroy it. You yeah, yeah. have to accept that that's a, it's inevitably the corporate cannabis, so we have to look yeah, at the consequences yeah, yeah. and, and legislate to the outcomes of that us going now and looking back and trying to build people to it in a lot of ways i'm granted i'm radical and i'm still quite young but i am of the i have done i've done every drug this far i think i've I've put my hands on i've had a lot of dependent issues myself i've had a lot of uh, psychiatric issues and i've done a lot of independent research and learned a lot myself and i've got a lot of lived experience and i just want the reason i do this the reason i write the reason i run the website and everything else is to try to be involved yeah. in that conversation to say to people, look, it's drugs are not, you take one, you're going to be selling your body on the street, you're going to be homeless and destitute. They're the consequences of prohibition, not substance yeah, yeah. use. No, of course and not. These are the narratives that need to be had in the mainstream. Yeah, yeah. And it starts with having <clears throat> cohesive uh, communications between organizations like LEAP and people yeah, like the yeah. South of the Green Party. So yeah. that there's an advocation for the authoritative system. So if an old biddy picking it up, who's just read for 10 years in the Express that cannabis kills kittens... And all of a sudden, then oh, the police say that it doesn't, and then these doctors say it doesn't, yeah, and yeah. these politicians say it doesn't. Yeah, well,
2: that's how it's, maybe you're it right. Doesn't. That's what's happened. That's what that's what they're trying to do. And I, this is like I always say: it's it's never been about. It's about them trying to figure out how they can, you know, create a system where they maximize their profits, but people aren't growing it. And, and giving it away.
0: But well, they already uh, look. They're already maximizing yeah. the profits now. As a grower, you pay tax on your electric, yeah. on your water, on your seeds, on your feed, on your tent, on your lights, on your bulbs. You pay more tax than Amazon, and you, and you're a criminal. Get the fuck out of here. You pay yeah, tax. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally, it, it, is ridic- totally. it is ridiculous. ridiculous. Then yeah. you're stimulating the economy. There's a calculation done in Colorado that suggested for every one dollar spent on cannabis, somewhere in the region of two, uh, two dollars eight or three dollars. Was generated by people spending a restaurants, people buying skins and paraphernalia, yeah. people then having money because they generated from cultivation to actually then generate wealth it's, instead of having to earn it back through hours of their time. It's meant it's so much could, money. They, they were, there was so, there was social um, and class fucking uh, mobility. There was an opportunity for people to pay off debts, which meant look at this country council tax is the leading form of debt. You want to wonder why we've got no money for social programs? On one side, we allow the corporations to take over everything and pay zero tax then we asset strip the people by making sure that the only services they can buy are from said people yeah yeah who's oh, problem with, with the tax yeah, yeah. so we don't have money to pay our council tax there is no, no, no. other taxes being paid that's why they've hiked vat we are the ones getting screwed while yeah. the individuals that own the system are gaming it yeah yeah. If we allow them to do that with cannabis they will do it with mdma yeah, yeah. they'll do it with psychedelics of all form. And, I know, and, I know, like, I mean, like I, I said, I, we have to get kind of radical good. at this point, otherwise, totally, totally. otherwise, we're gonna steamroll it and then we're gonna have to be fighting going, uh, like, as I don't, as you said before, I'm I don't want to be an oppositionist. I don't want to stand with a fucking sign outside parliament saying don't legalize cannabis. No, I want to fight for the right model, I want exactly. I don't want to fight for Canada or Israel or America or any of these maladaptive no. things that have come thus far, you know, people based initiative. For the people that have protected yes. this planet for generations, the people who still today risk fourteen years incarceration for cultivating it, five years for fucking possessing it, or seven or whatever the current law is, for then giving it to other people and helping other people be self-sufficient, removing them from criminality. Does- we are doing more growing <coughs> our own cannabis than fucking the police are by targeting right. us for growing it. You've just it's reminded me of criminality. You've just reminded
1: May me of a try- point, and I'm gonna fucking burst my way in here right brute <laughs> force. Sorry, I have
0: been a bit mono No,
2: well, no it's, it's good, it's good energy. And just quickly, I'll just say, so, yeah, I mean, I sometimes I get, I'm getting weary. Sometimes I get weary. I think a lot of us in the group are a bit weary. I know they're trying to, they're, there's there's a couple of the members from Hack Me, they're trying to, they want to do something there. But yeah, any new energy that's one that wants to come and get involved, that'd be welcomed, believe me. Hell yeah. So, yeah. so, so anyone else out there listening, you know, join the Green Party and it, it, is, it is essentially quite a open, you know, you can, you can affect it. it, it mm. Although there is a, there is, there is a hierarchy, of course there is. And, you know, I, it's, when it comes to the drug policy, we're quite open. People can join the WhatsApp group, join the party, join the WhatsApp group and get involved. It's quite easy. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Maka,
0: what were we
1: Maka. just at, sorry. Uh, Let's see if I can actually remember it now, because I. Oh, so, <laughs> no, see, just in case. Uh, what I want to see is, uh, like, just to combine what you've both just said. Sorry, I've just lost my slipper. Um, <laughs> right, definitely not Biden for time or nothing. Um, so the. People that have been incarcerated historically for, let's just say, cannabis use, right? They're in a perfect position, especially for cultivation, not necessarily for, like, you know, exploitative gang culture. I'm just talking about people that are, you know, incarcerated for cultivation and growing, right? Um, They're in a perfect position to be given an incentive, a financial incentive to go and start up something in places that are in need of financial reprieve and to have a model like a, a smaller nationalized sorry a whole nationalized model but within that model eh, within that is something that feeds back into the community so it is, it, there is a certain amount of profitability that maintains um mm. uh, overheads and whatnot but it's all of the, the, the positives from every aspect of the plant is being pushed then back into a, commu- a community, a community, a small community. Right. Yeah. And anything excess within that community goes to your neighbors, neighboring community. Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? So there's yeah, your yeah. this is your um sort of almost socialist model in, in that regard. But specifically, the reason why I'd like um, first and foremost is a bit of reparation, cannabis reparations for people to have that opportunity to be in, not necessarily in control of that model, but to be in a driving seat using yeah, their yeah. experience to uh, cultivate on a very, very fucking large scale for uh, the local community. And it's not just for consumption. Everyone's thinking like, oh, I'm going to roll up 17 splits and have them all, you know, out the side of my fucking mouth. No, I'm talking about proper graphene fucking batteries. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about look. Uh, hooking that shit up to the solar, solar a uh, combination with solar, with hydro fucking, do you know what I mean? All of that can be f- facilitated, and I've banged on about this, but I'm going to fucking say it again, on a local level that can be fed into a national sustainable model. Totally. Um, uh, where are you then with fucking healthy communities with increased amounts of fucking resources available for um, nutrition yeah. and fucking education? And I'm on a roll here. Go ahead, jump in here.
2: No, t- that, I mean, that's that was what my... That, that was my masters, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. this is a relationship we're with this plant from a biochemical level, you know, a macro, micro level, right through to agro-ecological, uh, you know. So, I mean, I'd say that maybe we don't want industrial, we don't want the country covered in hemp because that'd be another monocrop. Maybe yeah. we use it to clean up soils here and there so we can then grow food. I mean, yeah, I'm the same as you. I'm, yeah. I, you know, my vision for this plant is like unbounded. It's community hemp grows, yeah. So we're cleaning the soil, making it soil nice for food. We're also grow, you know, each community is growing its certain amount of fiber to go to the car, to go to the mm. carbon to, to make hemp creek, to build social housing, you know. So this plant can solve. You know so many so many of the so- the environmental and social crises that we face mm-hmm. i'm the same i'm banging on about it like jack Herrera was banging on about it way back and mm. you know I, i've tried to be sciencey about it so take mm. what jack Herrera was saying and try and like yeah put social science words and you know that this is a compact this is our companion this is like the same as dogs yeah the way dog the way human relationship with dogs it's that it's that big our relationship mm. with cannabis, yeah. it's that big. And it has been, you know, um, I don't know if you've read the, the book, the Ethno, Ethnobotany and Cannabis, uh, who's Merlin. And well, their academic book, so it talks about eco-evolution mm. from a very science I have not
1: I haven't. I haven't. But- yeah, so
2: that was one of the, <clears> the <throat> books that I referred to in my, my master's. I mean, I, my master's had, you know, the, the references are like 10, 15 pages of of references but yeah so I totally agree we could this 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 plant could could solve so many well at least ameliorate the problems it's maybe on its own it's not going to solve
0: so 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 I'm just curious here then what sort of directions are going on like there should be a cross across department department conversation say between what is the green party's brexit policy and and drug policy because look farmers are fucked yeah. Without these European subsidies, they're fucked. There are vast amounts of without European labour, without all, we're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a government plan, so if you then so, oh, all right, so why isn't the government
2: why isn't the government uh, facilitating hemp farmers? Any, I mean, I, I don't know if you know, it's like Hempham and Nathaniel Loxley at Vitaly Hemp. And yeah, there's a few, there's a few people, there's a few hemp farmers in this country now, but they're you know it's hard work for them. If they've got to burn their their CBD crop, how are they going to make money anyway?
0: Well, they're not allowed to, obviously, they're not allowed to extract flowers. So the licensing restrictions for anyone who doesn't know in this country, there's a few licenses. One is a low THC cannabis license, a a hemp license. One is a high THC uh, canna- a cannabis cultivation license, but that requires a dangerous drugs license from the Home Office as well. But even
2: even then, see they, 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 they created, I think it was last year or the year before, they suddenly changed the law and made CBD a controlled substance. So... Hempham can have what i think they've got 250 acres but they can't turn their flowers into CBD yeah, it, no
0: it's it's a limitation of the license so that
2: you're only allowed to grow for the fibrous yeah. materials so, so uh, that, coming uh, that, back, that, yeah coming back to what you're saying so yeah um reaching out to the agricultural um uh group of the green party i have done i've done it once um i didn't get a good response uh, I didn't get, you know, I'm the same as you. I'm like, why aren't we talking to the agriculture department? Indeed. Why are we talking to food? And that, yeah, we do reach out, but there's only so much you can do. Um, I
0: suppose it's, it's a limitation with the specification of knowledge. They yeah. know I'm agriculture and that's a drug. They yeah. can't see beyond and, the drug. And if
2: I'm not, if I don't get, you know, I've only got so much energy, so many hours in the day, that yeah, sure, it's something I should follow up. I should be sort of saying, I should be pestering the agricultural um, part of the Green Party. I know there is an agricultural group. Um, but, yeah, I haven't. But, what? yeah, so that's one example. So also looking at, te- yeah, technology. There's, I'm sure there's a technology yeah. group in the Green Party. Why aren't we talking about graphene? Why well, is no one talking about graphene? Bioplastics. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, bioplastics. I say, what, yeah, yeah. Paper, bog roll. Yeah. Why, are we, why aren't we fucking yeah. making up bog roll out of hemp? They're the basic level. Yeah,
0: we, we, you, we could literally capture the carbon around us and wipe our ass with it. We can build our homes with it, as you are now, I think you're wearing a THTC, hempy, oh, yeah. hempy, you know yeah, t- you know? Yeah, yeah. We can- I've been fucking left out now. Uh, we, can, we can wear it. It's all right, this is one of the organic cotton ones. So this is, <laughs>
2: shout out, freedom. Yeah, this, is a co- this is a cotton one too, right.
0: But yeah, but, <laughs> even, you know, but even that, the cotton that they produce is still, it's it's, it's organic, they've reduced Look, gaff, all the pesticide.
2: Gav from THTC, <laughs> You know, he'd be the first one to say that if there was a hemp industry in Britain, he'd source it from Britain. I would do. Yeah. yeah, yeah I've, I've we, asked we, him, I've talked to him about that. We, and he's like, yeah, of course I would.
0: Yeah. We had and, him on a, a podcast episode. Shout out to a couple of episodes ago. I think episode one. 12, maybe mm. with him and Ash. Really fucking good. Uh, but again, so then is there? why is there? I asked this in a slightly rhetorical sense. Yeah. but I also want a response. Why is there no <laughs> cannabis institution? Why, why in this country do we have a hemp industry and a yeah. recreational movement and a fucking CBD industry yeah. and a, a small plastics industry and a tiny graphene industry that's not yeah. even looking at cannabis? Why do we have all this compartmentalization rather no. than one government funded department?
2: Ministry of Cannabis. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Oh, Rick, record label not? name there, right? Fuck it there. Uh. <laughs> yeah, why is there not a Ministry of Cannabis? Because yeah. if you think about it, if we had that for, and it was allowed with unbite, I mean, obviously, kind of just re- answer my own question. If we look at David Nutt's trajectory out of the independent um, fucking drug group, you know what I mean? For then yeah. advising against government policy, they've very much made up their mind about the tiny aspect of this that is a drug. Yeah. They're so scared of their oh, own nice. narrative of their skunk psychosis and the myths that they've created to perpetuate. The little lie that they've got comfortable with, I you know, know what I
2: mean? I know it's horrendous. It's it's, it's mad, isn't it? I mean, uh, every day. I mean, like I say, I get weary now. Uh, uh, not that I'm I'm stopping. I'm still I'm still here, and I'm still like want change. But yeah every day it's like what what the hell? This plant's yeah. just like, and that's just that's not just a gut. That's like as you probably you probably know people in your life, and they're they're sound, but still cannabis is still now nah, Really? What it can solve? It can do all that. Yeah. It can. Yeah. It can do all this. It's like it's it's a magic yeah. magic greenery, isn't it? But it's 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 almost like we need
0: to combine the words. People yeah. can only people can only hear it hear something when they hear it. They can only see it when they see and it. And also the device Who said in it,
1: the, Who said it? Dev- fucking like if cannabis was called to, it was Mike Mike um, Bottom. Mike Barnes, wasn't it? He was like, cannabis was called something else. If it had a different name, it would be legalist.
0: Yeah, if, just, if they just found it now, yeah, exactly that. It's the it's, stigma in the weight of it. But my point is that, right, for over a century, a couple of centuries now, there have been people, more than that, actually, if you think about it, there are people who have been advocating and trying to protect this. Modern prohibition around cannabis or prohibition around cannabis started in like the 1830s, 1840s. And since then, there have been champions in each culture that have gone you wrong. It can, yeah. this, it can do this and do that. They yeah, protect yeah. that flame of knowledge, yeah. and pass it through. So we sit here today with this technology and with our knowledge because of the sacrifices of those yeah, yeah. before gotcha. us. So if there's nothing more than we carry this flame yeah. to the next to light the way, I'm happy with that, man. Yeah, me too. I, I don't need to, to eat the fruits of no. the trees I plant today no, no. because I'd rather die with the ethics and the knowledge of knowing that I fucking tried. I've spent yeah, my yeah. days on the internet, I've spent my days writing and researching it. Yeah going, I've seen a thing, can you see the thing? And if they can't, I can't really blame the fuckers for it. But I can keep goddamn going because what the hell else are we (laughs) going to do? I I can sympathize entirely with fatigue. People who know me and have watched my shit over the years see me just disappear for times. They watch me again lethargic and break down with this because yeah, yeah. it's a hard fucking fight it's but, a fucking marathon but, but, mate but, yeah but protecting the truth always will be yeah you know what i mean it's a noble cause in that sense i'm not trying to cash in i'm not trying to I no, could no. make i've got enough connections with fucking companies around the world and people that like me that want me to become a, a cash cow that yeah, if yeah. i brandize and i step into that and that's not who i am i want us to have the, the gate first we start the companies then yeah, they incumbent yeah. come to us. They may have business experience and distribution and whatever else. We're the fucking culture. We're the community. We're the yeah, man. sacrificed for this plant. Yeah. And we deserve, frankly, the biggest goddamn piece. Yeah, equity. Yeah, equity. E- exactly. Equity through it. And I believe the only way to do that is a community model. Or rather, yeah. the community model has to come with the corporate model, which is an inevitable tidal yeah. wave. And we'll ride on that. And yeah, as long yeah. as when their wave has crashed and they've made their money and fucked off, we're the ones left with the framework so that no man goes to prison. No child loses a parent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody loses an opportunity in life for a fucking plant or for a drug that they've choose to consume.
2: Totally agree. Nice. So it's worth, it's worth fighting on, for. Man. It's worth for. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. And I just, pays, I haven't done, so. you know, if ever, if ever I was questioned, I'd just be like, well, I haven't done anything wrong, you know? I haven't exactly. done anything wrong. It, you know, it's like... I have
0: broken a law, but as yeah, many men have said law. before, it is a moral obligation of the righteous to break unjust laws. Boom. Yellow card. This, it's a piece of paper.
1: Uh, <laughs> just want to fucking ruin that then, yeah, No, but it's like, I've done nothing wrong just because a fucking piece of paper that was written ages ago has some fucking words, yeah, wording yeah. on it that differs from what I've done. Yeah. Uh, or, sorry, you, you get
0: my point. Piece yeah, of paper, sorry. that's all it fucking is.
1: And it's probably not even made out of hemp.
0: <laughs> uh, with that, that brings me actually to a wonderful point uh, and my, probably one of my final questions, which is the Misuse of Drugs Act turned 50 this year. Yeah. The evidence that, or rather the impetus that was put on Britain to create this act was yeah. done by the signing of the 1961 UN Single Convention on Drugs. Yeah. We have subsequently found out that that convention was created based on a, a report produced by the World Health Organization in 1955, which proclaimed the harms of cannabis. It is one of the most racist, non-scientific, nonsensical bullshit documents you will read on the subject. That became the basis for this, which then meant that in policymakers' eyes and authorities' eyes, cannabis and drugs are bad because they're illegal. And that has just metastasized and turned into a tumor, a cancerous tumor within society to now there are people, huge swaths of culture Drugs are bad, why because they're illegal? Why are they illegal? Because they're bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they can't see beyond that. So what I would ask is, is there any political sort of uh, appetite within the Green Party or any anywhere on the spectrum, could you think, for a review of the Misuse of Drugs Act? For every, if we did anything else after 50, the science that we have since those documents around the endocannabinoid system, THC, the various molecules, terpenes, flavonoids, how it affects individuals, and all of the vast amounts of data that we've got
2: since, you see, I think when it comes to the Misuse of Drugs Act, I just it's just just not fit for purpose. Full stop, is it? I mean, we could you can tinker with it, I suppose. You can you could drop cannabis down to, uh, but but I mean, when, when we when we were sort of discussing how how to, how, you know, we were discussing this, it was we came up with things like traffic light systems, and we came up with all kinds of different ways that you could regulate drugs, and really, you you've got to sort of take each one on their own, really. You've got to kind of treat each one. Although there's crossovers, so like special pharmacies for opioids or, or cocaine or, you know, it's, it's in our policy. It's still it's still not specific, but you. I think when it comes to the Misuse of Drugs Act, it's just, it's not fit for purpose. It, it needs to just be, I don't know what. Just... It's,
0: it's still based on an, an idea of a world where the UN pledged yeah. to make the world drug free. Yeah, exactly. it is based in an ideology where drugs are wrong and anyone that takes them loses their humanity it is then we are righteous to lock them in a cage deny them their humanity watch yeah. them go through withdrawal and force them and indoctrinate them into a paradigm that they don't believe and not not address their trauma not address their reasons for having their dependencies no, totally. and I think so it's I, just I, not I think it's Yeah. so a review would do that if we then got yeah. an independent pe- anybody with half a fucking brain that then looks at this thing and goes this yeah. is why we we take parent, uh, kids from parents. Yeah, this yeah. Is why we destroy whole communities?
2: Yeah, I would totally agree. I mean, yeah. Review. I think. I think the original drug policy. Yeah, you have a royal commission into it. Um I don't. Really, I don't really know the ins and outs of that, to be honest. I'm probably not the best person to ask. Um,
0: it's something I'm definitely going to be asking a lot of people from fucking <laughs> now. So, if anybody listening has any idea how we go about this, obviously, I'm not saying I, I carry that much clout or influence. But I've got a passion, and I can send the odd email and write the odd thing. So if there's a yeah, way yeah. in which we could we could trigger some individuals that would be willing to push this, yeah, that I mean that's the was... way into it. If we can get enough people, somebody to look at it within government and kind of go, "Oh fuck,"
2: I think you they've just just, just tired. There's it. there's the APPG, isn't there? The All Parliamentary Group that's got people from you know all, all walks of life. Because you're right, this isn't this isn't a party. This isn't this is you know all, all political spectrums. But whilst we might disagree on reasons and. I think liberty is, is is probably one thing that we all agree on. So even the even the you know neoliberalists and the Tories, we all agree that it's a liberty issue. You know, what I put in my body is really up to me. Once I'm informed and I'm an adult, it's not really anyone's business as long as it's consensual and I'm not hurting anyone. And you know, but, and I think that's that's quite a common ground.
0: Yeah. We, I think, it, we have to arrive at a point where we have with alcohol. Yeah. So you think of how taxi drivers or people will deal with drunks. You look at the way police deal with drunks on a Friday and Saturday night in a town centre compared to the way they would deal people acting that way on other substances. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There is there is a point we have to recognise that, look, yes, this thing exists. The best we can do, regulate the market so it is as safe as possible and as standardised as possible so people know what they're getting. Yeah. We then create safe consumption yeah, yeah. spaces in clubs. Tes- Make testing yeah. accessible yeah. for, yeah. for, for yeah, until you're going to actually nationalize this stuff and then sell them and allow there to be brands yeah. of products, which is going to again be an inevitability yeah. because with the increase of liberty yeah, of comes the increase of desire to want yeah. to explore your consciousness. I am loving Dr. Carl Hart at the minute. Yeah, I'm talking his Carl philosophy. Hart. He has come out and he's basically he's got this one. The philosophy is just drugs exist. People want to take them. Fuck you, society. Yeah. If they owe anything to people, is if I then take drugs and I have a problem, then look. If I have a nut allergy my doctor will then give me an EpiPen. I'll then be advised So the whole of the world will then write on every fucking food product if it's got a nut in. Yeah, exactly. We had that same approach with drugs and go, some people, when they take cocaine, it reacts badly with them because they have a natural. Yeah, exactly. Too much dopamine or whatever else. Time
2: reduction, education. If you could say it, kids, that THC is, is very psychoactive. It will do stuff to your brain, you know, maybe. Maybe, you know, you start off with a with a strain that's got a bit more, a bit of, you know, good, a good significant amount of CBD in it and, we, you know. We the, can, we, we can yeah. circumnavigate that even all, yeah.
0: that, that's even quite old world thinking, right? Yeah, now. exactly. There's a company in Israel that can map your fucking DNA and then select you the best profile of things to you, right? Yeah. Can you imagine if we get that technology into the hands That's of mad, the, the education it? institutions, right? Yeah, yeah, and we yeah. develop processes so that you could go to with a doctor as a teenager and go, I'm thinking of experimenting with drugs. They take a fucking blood sample and go, right, according to this and your lifestyle factors and the fact that you were abused or you've had enough difficult bringing or any of the precipitous factors that yeah, yeah. And, and those addiction independent specialists speak of, yeah. they can then map your likelihood of having problematic drug use give you best harm reduction advice, what to avoid yep. and say, actually, if you want to take cocaine, rather take a low stimulant like a base amphetamine. Yeah. Take this, take that. Yeah, Actual yeah. useful fucking information yeah, will yeah. save lives, allow well, people is... to experience this and then not stigmatize others that choose and just go, well, this I, t- I smoked weed once and it made me funny so no one should yeah. be allowed it. All right, yeah, exactly. so my, my best friend's brother's sister's girlfriend's nephew tripped once and this happened so no one should be allowed acid.
2: Exactly. Well, I have, I'm still waiting to go mad from my use, my uh, and it has. Well, let's. That di- I used to say that. Maybe different opinion on that. I to, Maybe I have. I used to Maybe. say that. I was
1: like, uh, actually, I used to say it about myself, and then you I shouldn't used to really use that term. I know, but no, no. Say. I I used I used to say it like, well, do you know what I mean? If it, if it, ruined, it ruins you, I I must be fucked completely. But then I saw Darren. <laughs> uh, Darren Blackwell's use on your fucking part your p- precursor to this podcast. And I was like, fuck me. If if that isn't the poster child for non non psychosis causality, I don't know who the fuck is. Fuck me. I was like the
0: level I thought I used to have uh, a high a high the- consumption rate. Fucking hell. Well, so to be fair, all you have to do is you can point to a wonderful thing and I get a shout out to a fucking documentary. Um, uh, as soon as I want to say it, it's gone and left my brain. So you- W- wicked documentary fucking that came out the other year and there's a point in it the late doctor uh, Lester Grinspoon speaks of schizophrenia and he says look the uptake of the world for schizophrenia the prevalence of it is about one percent then when there's been an explosion of-, of marijuana use as he termed it obviously being American um, there was no increase in an uptake. so there is no causality there is there is however people who will present with psychosis or schizoid type disorders mm. um, will will then uh, will then present with this so they will look at this evidence to see if it's if it's, if it's causation or not and so they'll then attribute causality whereas actually the vast majority of people that then present smoke tobacco with their cannabis which has a causal exactly. relationship with psychosis yeah, yeah. yeah this is yeah. so vastly available people don't even think about it no, you know no. What i mean so there are o- very other nuanced things that are happening here that we're totally. not talking about all drugs can precipitate a psychosis type event so can mass trauma a car accident yes. break up yes. You know, any of these massive bad drunk Correlation. It's not causation. Yeah, yeah, There's no that, evidence. Yeah, but no, what I mean is that they can then p- precipitate the, this thing happening, but that's not necessarily what caused it. That may be no. the, is it where the straw that broke the camel's back, but to say yeah. that that caused the entirety yeah. of it is, is is the skirt over everything else. So I think that ultimately one of the last points I think I'll make with this is that, as, as, as we've, we've kind of alluded to throughout this, that unless we have... A sensible rational unbiased and unemotional conversation about drugs yeah we're gonna end up with an alcohol 2.0 we're gonna end up with problematic use of cannabis and whatever other substance they corporatize and mass market and drive down our throats while they themselves hide the studies of the harms that's caused by their models rather than the substance itself which is what we saw with tobacco Tobacco, when it was used in, in, in other cultures and the way it was used, was relatively harmless, didn't have yeah. the links to lung cancer and all of the other things in its modern form and it's mass-produced, has serious ramifications for health. So yeah. we need, we, like I said, we need to be aware that that's a reality and build policy that's relevant to that. So I do look forward to signing up to the Green Party and harassing you and the it. Right daily being like hey guys you consider this you consider this you've seen this you heard about this <laughs> so yeah let, let's see i'm not i'm not advocating to my listeners here to join the green party per se i do agree with a lot of policies i am myself going to obviously look into this and i'll report back i <clears throat> uh, am but- i
1: personally am a glorified fence sitter when it comes to political That's parties what <laughs> i do is i wait until i have to vote and then i make a decision Based on the information. That's oh, it's right. good you vote. It's good that yeah. you vote. No, I do. I, 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 I'm partyless, but I'm a nomad. Do you know what I, I mean? I say because to people, even impr- impress me, bitches. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that amicably before anybody's in, doing so much. I say, that.
2: I say to people who don't vote, at least go in there and write, I hate all of you. At least do something. Express do you know I mean? yourself. Expr- yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Engage. I mean, again, it's, I think it's a certain thing you respect and honor the past thousands yeah. hundreds of thousands of people died for you gotcha. uh, to kind of just go yeah and if you can't yeah. be asked, just you know what i mean it's just yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. but anyway i divulge. um jules it has been a fucking pleasure honestly Brilliant. Um, we will drop links to your music to people that want to get involved in the with the green party and to anything else that we've discussed that hopefully mac has made notes of because i didn't um but we will uh we'll have you on again in the future hopefully when i have my way into something, and I'd be like, Oh, look, the Green Party's going to announce something cool. Uh-huh. You know, it's not going to be qu- it's not going to be quite. We're going to sell LSD and fucking everyone gets a free unicorn and whatever else, but we'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, so yeah, pleasure. honestly, we'll have you on again in the future, brother. It's been a pleasure. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. So thank you thank for having me. Anytime, anytime. Thanks so for thank putting you.
1: up with us. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Well, uh, thank you very much, as always, to our to our listeners and viewers. You can, uh, if you enjoyed this video, check us out on patreon.com forward slash the simple life and support us for less than a cup of coffee a week and help me keep the lights on and keep uh, well fed and actually able to continue with this project. I am very much enjoying it and do not want to slow. In fact, I want to increase. So anything you can do to help support that would be greatly appreciated as we potentially go into a summer of events. You might get events. He's deluded. Uh, yeah. He's fucking deluded. Shut, shut up. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Anyway, people, love this has been beautiful. You've been wonderful. Thank you very much. Peace and love.
2: Love you. Bye. Bye.